episode number 16 of the Caffeine Crew Cast of Pods. I am your host, Rob, followed by my co-hosts, TJ. Hello. Cat. Hi. And the press god, Bill. Yeah, it's Bill the press god. <laughs> I'm awesome. Is he a press god? He, no, the no press, press guy. guy. Oh, press he had god. a song at Steampunk World Fair composed. About composed on the spot. Yes, about thanks Bill the to, press guy. Thanks to the Unlovables and... Travis Love Benson. I think I got that right. <laughs> I'll make sure it's I'll check the It's on YouTube, notes. though. It's, it's on YouTube. Fantastic. It, it was fantastic. I I tried to... I feel bad. I tried to sneak by him. I'm like, no, no, I don't want to get caught up in anything right now. I did, but <laughs> I feel bad, too, because I didn't realize that's what they were doing there. And they kept being in the way, because uh, I kept having to run back and forth to the two hotels, because I think it was on Saturday, and I was oh, trying... No, it was on Sunday. Oh, it was on, it was, it was on Sunday, and it was when I was trying to help Kat set up her tea tasting. And I know. ran between the, the two hotels five times in about 40 minutes. <laughs> and they were kind of like, excuse funny. me, I was like, ah, yeah, no, go, get out of my way. And I didn't Aww. realize that's what they were doing. But they kept trying to oh, talk to me, and I'm like... Song. But if I knew that, I would have had a song about me. I know. Too. Now yeah. you don't. Now you don't have a Rob the Press guy. Apparently, but we got to build the press guy. It. Yep. And at the end of the episode, I think uh, you, everybody should stick around to after our closing music. Stick around for a few uh, for a few minutes. I think it's about three minutes long, uh, and you can actually hear Bill the Press guy from the Unlovables from Steampunk's World Fair. They really caught me, like, to a T. Like, it was they, they, like, Well, besides for doing press, and besides for coming to Steampunk World's Fair, what else do you do? I was like, well, I'm a geek that does everything. I like to do everything. And then they just wrote this song about it, and it really encapsulates my life. And I was like, <laughs> that's really eerie. Do you know me from a past life? <laughs> it's Fantastic. So yeah, definitely make sure you stick around at the end of the show to be able to hear that, and I'll uh, I'll embed the uh, the YouTube video from them um, yes. in the in uh, this post. So um, well, let's get the show started the way we start off every show, and that is my question for you guys tonight: Is this would you rather command an airship or a spaceship? And this could be obviously not just spaceship, spaceship like thinking NASA, think sci-fi, like. Be like you know piloting like the Millennium Falcon or like Serenity or anything like that. So um, I'm, tonight I'm going to start with Bill the Press Guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as much as I would love, 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 love to to pilot an airship because it would be fantastic and steampunkish. Uh, my my trek roots really lead me back to wanting to pilot a starship uh, and and being you know being the captain. Yeah. On a starship and just exploring and boldly going where no one has gone before, um, and you know those those kind of things. TJ, you look unimpressed. Hmm. <laughs> I have a question though. Okay, what's your question? Real world, alternate reality, this Earth with both of those texts. Oh, okay, yes. yeah, that's, that's easy. Okay, well, okay, since it's so easy, go ahead. Spaceship. Okay, why? I'm with Bill. I'd get the USS Defiant and boldly go and... <laughs> boldly blow shit up. Yeah. <laughs> Find new worlds and conquer them with an iron fist. <laughs> no, it would just be great to, you know, go places where no human has ever been. You know, like Mars. <laughs> I wouldn't have to go very far. That There yeah. you go. That's amazing for you because you can be like, first man on Mars. And every other planet ever. Yeah. <laughs> hey, look, we got here in like ten seconds. It only won't take that long. What the hell were you people bitching about? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kat, how about you? 
This isn't shocking. I'd pick an airship. And why an airship? <laughs> no, I'm just gonna go. <laughs> because I wrote a whole book about them. Now, um... go ahead and plug your book. That's that's Aww. an opportunity to plug the book. Now, I mean, like uh, it's um, an airship named Desire. You can find it on Thanks, Amazon. Rob. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> that's okay. Buy it now. <laughs> I actually, I mean, as much as I like spaceships too, um, I love the idea of being in the air on our land. And I mean, like, there's so much to explore on our planet still. I'm okay with kind of just traveling. Hey, hey wait, can we get the best of both worlds? An airship uh, that can fly into space. Are you, what, what ship are you thinking? Well, so very few... Well, not a lot of people know about it anymore, but there used to be a um, D&D supplement called Spelljammers. <laughs> oh my god, I actually remember this too. Yes. And in Spelljammers, instead of having the Elven Nation and the Dwarven Nation and whatever nation, you had the Elven Planet and the Dwarf Planet... And you got around between planets on, yes, airships in space. Why have we never played this? Because it was a horrible goddamn fucking system. Okay, then make it better. <laughs> what? Make it better. No, no, you don't understand. It was so goddamn fucking horrible, they never did it again. Okay, well, why don't you take that concept and, like, take, like, Pathfinder at 3.5 and just be like, dude. Because you know what you have to, you, you know what they put into it? <laughs> What's that? Lasers. And I'm out. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> well, I I'm a barbarian. Here's my plus 12 sword. I'm a nerd. Here's my laser. Win! <laughs> oh, yeah. Good point. Oh, my God. Well, that's only one big mechanic you have Lasers. to overcome. But um, for me, you know what? I, I definitely got to go space spaceship, too. But I want to be I want to be a spaceship pirate. I want to be a, a space spaceship, pirate. A space pirate would be very So you want to be Malcolm Reynolds? Yeah, no, no. Actually, um... I want to kill the lesser-known um, Star Wars legend, uh, Dash Rendar, and take the Outrider. Because we all know the Outrider exists in the new Star Wars universe because Disney had it at Celebration with a big Disney placard on it. Which means they're like, hey, this is canon. The pilot might not be, but the ship is canon. So um, I, I want that ship because it's uh, kind of badass looking. And um, Star Wars Galaxy. Yay. Didn't that one fall apart like more than the Millennial Falcon? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> It was the same I mean, class seriously. ship, I think. But uh, that or, um, honestly, no, I take that back. I want to be captain of the SR-3 Normandy. That would a, be th awesome. A third Normandy ship for, uh, from the Mass Effect universe. That would be mm. phenomenal. The successor to the SR-2. Ooh, that That's the ship things. I want. <gasps> I want Bioware to do a steampunk airship game now. They're working. Hey, we do know they're working on one new property. None of us know what Can it, it is. Can it be a steampunk airship? Speaking of we steampunk, tell them about it. Message I them. Will. I will. Message them on Twitter. Speaking of steampunk and things we all love, I'm going to advertise for a minute for somebody else who's writing a steampunk book. Uh, Jim Butcher's steampunk book comes out in a couple of months. The Cinder yeah, Spires, I believe it's yes. called. Uh, that comes out in September, I want to say. Yeah, yeah. you already pre-ordered it on uh, Google mm -hmm. Play, and I'm like, and because Ooh. we're talking spaceships and sci-fi, I gotta also plug one other big book coming out really soon. Ernest Klein, the writer of Ready Player One and the script for Fanboys, he's, his book Armada comes out in August. Sure. July, no, sorry, July. 
So uh, I'm super hyped for that. Ready, pl- ready player one. So, but yeah, anyway, right? so it, it, I have it. Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> it's such a fun. It's book. on my list of things. I read it on the read. trip to Hawaii. Cat was Cat was like, it was okay. No, it was good. <laughs> um, I also, you have to consider, though, I wasn't born, like, I was born in 88. I wasn't born. It's 1970s, 1980s pop culture. It is. And while I know it, I didn't live it. I was born in 88. I was the tail end of that shit, you know? So I think part of it, like, missed my time, you know? And you can definitely tell it was really written from the perspective of somebody from the 70s and 80s. Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, hell yeah. Well, obviously, since it's been a little over a month since we sat down... Rapid fire topics. I was going to say, holy shit, a lot of geek crap has happened. And I mean a lot. Seriously has. Um, And I don't know if, what's even the best place to start this? I mean, honestly, uh, everybody, uh, feel free, we can dive in. I figure tonight we're just going to talk about all the little crap we missed because we've got to cover the Star Wars trailer, Batman vs. Superman. Um, Christ, uh, the Joker reveal. So Uh, So how about this? Why don't we do... Trailers. Yeah. Let's All right. Let's do trailers, trailers first, yeah. and then after that, we'll... and then we could, and then Since we could say, we just Bill to watch like twenty billion yeah. trailers. Yeah. Then we could transfer from trailers into movie news because okay. there's more. Let's, let's let's do that tonight. It'll be a little bit different of a show this evening, just because it feels like we so much happened since the last episode in this one that there it's was worth just a talking. lot of lot more geek news than normal. I mean, like some months go by and there's some shit that happens, but nothing that's like of great import. But oh yeah, and it was all it all felt like it all happened within the same week. Which yeah. was the crazy part. So, um, well, okay. Well, let's start off with the lesser of the trailers first. Well, no, uh, and that Which is, one? we're gonna go. Um, let's actually start TV first because there's Just only pick one. Um, so <laughs> let's start with the Muppets. Yeah, okay. let's start with the Muppets. Um, I'm excited, <laughs> but it's the Muppets, so you could have put a bunch of Muppets on the screen going. Yeah. <laughs> and I would have been good with it. Muppet arms! Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it, Muppet arms was... for three hours straight. I would be entertained. Yeah, if, it, if the trailer had been six minutes of Kermit, Gonzo, and Fozzie going like this. Like, waving, waving, waving their arms, arms in the air. For those of you who can't see me doing this through your iPods. Everybody. Um, you know, I would have been happy. So, um, Well, obviously we should probably discuss what the tone of the show is. And they're doing... Documentary style, so it looks very similar to. No, they're not. Well, mockumentary. No, they're not. Okay, that was just for the trailer, apparently. Was it? Yeah, (laughs) it was a sketch. Oh, Oh, that kind of bums me out now because that's kind of no, no, no. You don't understand. There will be a ton. They will do stuff like that, but it won't be every episode. So what's it supposed? What's the format supposed to be? Sketch comedy. Oh, okay, that's awesome. so they're doing classic Muppet Show. Yeah, pretty much. That's just, it just won't be limited to what's on stage yeah. or what's in the theater. So basically, we're looking at oh, SNL by the Muppets again, pretty much. Because it's that's like the original yeah. '70s Muppet Show was yeah, yeah. was that was SNL basically, and okay. it's without pre-recorded. But they bits. won't be Yay. they won't be trapped onto the on a stage, so yeah, to speak. I mean, they'll still be on. The yeah, they'll they'll be doing it like you'll get a scene of Carmen in the car. Okay, mm-hmm. but it will it won't be you know Kermit in the car mocking traffic. It will be Kermit in the car mocking Jerry Seinfeld's celebrities with coffee. Yeah, that's awesome. Two comedians uh, getting coffee in a car. Yeah, yeah. that 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 little okay. bit that he does. And and talking about the time slot, time slot eight p.m. Tuesdays. I think they we we figured it out. Yeah, and the fact that it's. Still, okay, it's ABC, it's network television, it's the Muppets, so it's, you know, hey, look, it's kid-friendly, 
but it's still adult friendly in the term in, in the way that we saw like Gallivant. Well, Gallivant was kid Gallivant friendly but very so adult good. too. Exactly. Yeah. And it Speaking sounds of, good job, you guys Bridget. heard it got renewed. Right? I, yes, I was yes. so incredibly happy. happy. Oh my god, because everyone was telling me, like, oh no, Gallivant's gonna get cancelled, it's gonna cancel. Nobody like, thought oh, it was no. getting canceled. I well, even so even relieved. the actors didn't. Even the actor for like, it was great to do. It's a shame well, it's not um, getting. I'm sorry, what? I like they even Joshua, wrote it. Yeah, the, the, um, the finale was the guy who like, played well, we Gallivant was actually tweeting. He's like, "Do support for Gallivant and hope we get renewed." <laughs> like he was trying to, you know, rally support for it and shit like that. I'm but, so happy about yeah, that. Yeah, and it was it was a great, amazing show. I know yeah. well, there was a couple people that we knew that weren't big fans of it at the start, but They're honestly, wrong. I wasn't sure how I felt about it after the first episode. I was like, this could be really good, or it could go a really hard left. But like, there was a lot of good adult humor in that. So yeah. I'm not too worried, because you think about, honestly, like things like Parks and Rec were the same network, correct? Mm-hmm. I mean, and that had some really adult topics, and that they skirted around in a really awesome way, mm-hmm. so... Mm-hmm. I think because we're seeing the Muppets in an 8 p.m. time slot, I think we're going to see an edgier Muppets to an extent. And by edgier, I mean, like, what the last two movies were. Not Kermit wearing Not Not hair. Muppets most wanted more, per se, but more like the um, Jason Siegel. Mm-hmm. Um, what I... Th- my only objection is it's on Tuesday nights at 8 o'clock. And what? Because what's the what's problem with that? It should be on Saturday nights at 8 o'clock. Okay, because um, if you think- Saturday TV shows that were... Not no, no, no. Well. But if you think about this, so we have friends with kids. Okay? Yeah. For example, Fish and Jada's kids, their bedtime seven o'clock. But this is why people have Hulu and DVR. Yes. It's yeah. Like, no. No. I'm not. I, I don't disagree with that. But unfortunately, TV, except for I think NBC and maybe Fox, yeah, haven't figured out that hey, look, people don't watch them all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, when they're on, they watch them when they can. Yeah. And what you wind up with is shows like Constantine, which had a great following, yeah, but yeah. getting no. canceled. Constantine had a worse time slot than Saturdays. Yeah. Friday nights. Which Supernatural has done well for years. Supernatural yeah. also has yeah. like a rabid following, though, to the point But it that... wouldn't when it started off, and it started on a Friday night. It's true. Okay. The but problem it, was... It also depends on the network that you're on. Yeah, and 10 yeah. years... But the other thing was, 10 years ago... Because it's been on CW, and CW gives their shows a fighting chance. Yeah, there's that. But 10 <laughs> years ago, we didn't have the on-demand that we have now. Yeah. But Fox didn't take into consideration those numbers. Well, that's Fox, though. Well, Fox yeah. is... The, the good news on the Constantine front, there's actually two possibilities. One is CW might pick it up. And the other is that he's going to become a cast regular on Arrow until they can find a new home Which for the show. Which would be awesome. That'd be really cool. I know Stephen Amell was fighting for mm-hmm. that. He was like, and, uh, trying to get... And I think that's probably what's going to happen. Um, so, all right, well, let's go from there. Like, uh, I think we're all an opinion that Muppets is something we're all tuning into Yay! this fall. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So the next big show would be on CBS. Yay. TJ. Supergirl. <laughs> Uh, the show that will not mention Superman's name ever. <laughs> My cousin, you might know him. You know the big guy. You know the big blue boy scout. Yeah. So is they contractually obligated to not mention his name? No, but they're trying really hard not to. 
Like, when they even show him, apparently it's all going to be a lot of silhouettes. And yes. Blacked out face because you can't confuse everybody with Henry Cavill right now. Oh, no. Sure. Actually, that's not the reason. No? No. Because they don't want to draw attention away from Supergirl. It would be like, okay, I'm going to do a Robin show. Okay. And Batman's going to show up in the Robin that's show fair, every yeah. other episode. Then well, then why are you not just Batman. doing a Batman show? Because that's what everybody wants to see. Yeah. So you do a Supergirl show if Superman shows up in the Supergirl show every 15, 20 minutes. Well, why true. the hell is it just a Superman show? No, that's yeah. true. Because um, they're sidekicks. So Kat, yeah. what did you think of the trailer for Supergirl? I think it looks really fun. I like the lead a lot, I think. Like, at least what I saw from the trailer, she looked really fun. And just, like, someone you could kind of... I mean, it feels like, um... It was that perfect, quirky, plucky... Somebody you can get behind really quickly. Her type of lead reminded me of Barry. And since I love the Flash like so Grant, much... Like Grant Gustin's Barry. Yeah. And it's... Funny enough, they both came from the same place. Really? Glee. Glee. Huh. Interesting. Which so, is why Barry Allen can sing, huh. by the way. Yes, yes Glee. he can. So Glee is useful for something instead yeah, of just right? ripping off music. Anyways. <laughs> Though I will say, Glee did a lot of good remixes. And or mashups, stole a lot of music. Oh, yeah, that's well. all. Oh, yeah. Anyways, I have... I have a very negative outlook on Glee. But I don't even want to get into that. <laughs> um, I really enjoyed the trailer. Yeah, we might piss off the six people who still watched it. <laughs> uh, I really enjoyed the trailer for Supergirl. and Bill just saw it. I did Yay! just see it. And as coming from a background where I was completely behind Marvel 150%, I don't know why, and I really can't explain why, I never liked DC. Yeah. I just never did. I thought Batman was okay. Never really liked Superman. Just didn't like any of the DC characters. I just couldn't get behind them. It felt too real, almost. Like, mm-hmm. Marvel was cool because it was out there. It was, you know, yes, this is a fantastical world. There's people with mutants and superpowers and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And DC... Give him a second. Give him a second and then all three of us can chime in. DC felt a bit too gritty and real. And I just... Okay. I didn't like it for that reason. But the Supergirl trailer... And the next one that we're probably going to be talking about as well mm-hmm. is really making me think about, well, maybe I should really give DC a shot. Yeah. The guy that's the producer of the CW shows and the Supergirl show on CBS and CBS and CW are part of the same network. They're owned by the same people. Um, that is uh, Greg Berlanti. Mm-hmm. And he's been the one spearheading all th- all four of those shows. Yeah. He's the man that's responsible for DC's dominant, uh, domination on TV as far as superhero stuff. Mm-hmm. They are um, dominating TV. I mean, Arrow had two really good seasons. We'll get into the third a little later. Um, Flash, again, we'll get into that a little later. And then we've got, obviously, this now coming off the bat. And then they have another show next fall. But, uh... Yeah. But Supergirl, they're doing some very interesting things, and I think me and TJ, like, we can definitely speak on them, and I'm sure Kat can as well, is, uh, there are two characters that we're seeing a massive different version of characters. Jimmy Olsen. Jimmy Olsen and Hank Henshaw. James Mm -hmm. Olsen. James Olsen. James Olsen. I'd actually like to, funny enough, the original casting for James Olsen was looking for someone who was, um... Kind of scrawny yeah. and not that good with women. 
Okay. They got that guy. Yeah. And there's no way in God's green earth that guy is anything like but that. good with women. Yeah, right. And honestly, the few <laughs> scenes that the guy had on in the trailer were really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I really think that right off the bat, I love it because like, if you haven't seen the trailer yet... That we have an African American Jimmy Olsen for the first time, which I'm I think cool. is really cool. Uh, and I'm, I'm really cool with happy them doing a different Jimmy Olsen and because I, I mean, like the mm-hmm. original Jimmy Olsen. I'm sorry, all I can think of are like the old old comic book covers of like Superman, where like, oh, it's, Jimmy it's, Olsen's like it's I'm su- it's the old man. 1950s 1960s yeah. Golden Age book Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen. That's yeah. the name of the book. Yep, yep. I but, mean, but it was it's I'm really excited to see this take on the character. I think his. Um, discussions and scenes in the trailer with Kara, uh, or, or, you know, Carb, or whatever you want to pronounce mm-hmm. it, um, were really awesome. And it, he yeah. was, her, her performance and that and his performance is what sold me on the concept of the show. Yeah. And I'm really excited to see it. Mm-hmm. And then, um, go, I'll let you dive in too, because I know you're the biggest first, Superman fan. First, I know. it's, it's Kara, if you're going to pronounce Kara. it correctly. Sorry. Kara no, <laughs> Zorel, <laughs> can, sorry. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, we don't need her be, being called Kara. Yeah. Um, also, so you know, what you described as the reasons for not liking DC and liking Marvel is the exact opposite of Marvel's game plan and DC's game plan. Seriously, Marvel wants to be the real world, and DC wants to be this fantastical world, and you just described the exact opposite of the two, so... Do you know what, though, it does sound like, from what you think of it, is, um... The movie universes. Yeah, the movie universes. And the movie movie universes. Like, the movie universes and what Batman has showed. Because Batman is supposed to be realistic and gritty. That's always been Until the third movie. (laughs) Yeah. But it's, like, it's always been his... You know, thing is like neo noir, or not neo noir, but like noir and gritty Fine and noir. stuff like yeah. yeah. But like, um, when you, when it comes to stuff like Flash, or I mean, I got Green introduced. Lantern. I got actually introduced by TJ from a peripheral version, which was um, Fables, yes. which is part of the Vertigo line, which mm-hmm. is part of Vertigo, which is which still is DC, yeah, yeah which and, is um, about to wrap up. But Fables is. Awesome, and it's all fairy tale stuff. So I was hooked. And then my second one in was um, Teen Titans, which that's not really gritty. It's young, it's young adult type of. And you right also got it's not really good. I, I'm oh, sorry, it's sucks. getting better. See, I read it during Jeff Johns. It's so better than it was. was. Awesome. I yes. really like the Teen Titans. Teen Titans. Teen Titans. Teen Titans. Teen Titans. That's a whole bunch of Scottish heroes <laughs> led by Sean Connery. <laughs> I really, oh, no, that's a, that, I don't want the Avengers Part Two, sir. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I really love Teen the Teen Titans cartoon, like back yeah. uh, what, like 15 that years was, ago. I mean, from what I've heard, that's pretty accurate. Actually, that was really them. well done. It, like it was, and then unfortunately, they did Teen Titans Go. Oh, Actually, you, you want to know what you would like? Have you seen Young Justice? <gasps> no. Young Justice is you gotta really watch. Good. Sit down and watch that. Yeah, that's yeah. the best that's... thing DC put on television. Uh-huh. Till the Flash, and honestly, too that Young Justice—it's only two seasons. Only one season's on U.S. Netflix. If you happen to ever travel abroad to Canada, per se, yeah. you can see <laughs> or change your zip code. Uh, yeah, you can you can watch you, you can yeah. watch both seasons on Netflix up in the Great White North. Um, <laughs> but that show was really fantastic. Well, that was the closest thing to Jeff Johns' run too. Um, it had a really yeah, nice blend of the old um, Marv Wolfman, George Perez, and the uh, the Johns run. Um, but which back to Supergirl, because yeah. we went on a weird tangent there. <laughs> That's okay, we're doing um, fine on time. So. The 
So the biggest complaint I've heard about it is that they played up a lot of romance and um, relationship drama. What's in wrong? The what's wrong with slice of life? Like, okay. what's wrong with well, that? The, I like that. I enjoy that. I like no, no, that. No, I'm not saying it's a it, it's a bad thing. It was actually, I mean, it's actually expected, but they played it up more than they did in like the original Flash or Arrow trailers. Okay, but, even those those even though those things were present in both of those shows. But there is a second trailer that was online and yes. it came offline right. very quickly. That showed you the other side of that show, which was very action heavy and yeah. and very science fiction heavy. Because her first, uh, one of her first villains will apparently be wielding a very large axe. Because I gotta say, if we're gonna complain about relationship drama, let's swing that pendulum at Arrow right yeah. now. We'll get to there. We'll get there. Don't worry. <laughs> Hold back for a few minutes. And, uh, okay, so again, everybody at the table, Supergirl, yay or nay? Yay! yay. All right. Next one, another D- uh, DC show. Because Yay! that's all there is, folks. Yeah, Legends okay of this. Tomorrow, uh, oh which God. is another CW show. It is a direct spinoff of Arrow and Flash. Mm-hmm. It will also uh, cause some members to, of Arrow and Flash to be pulling triple duty, as they will appear on all three shows. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we did hear Very that there's true. multiple characters, and we already saw in the little trailer that they shot, which is not part of the pilot. Um, we did see both Arrow and Flash in that, and Flash in a lot of the action scenes, so I wouldn't be very surprised to see Flash appear more so than Arrow, because it looks a little bit more fantastical. I think Flash will appear in the first episode, and that's it. Um, yeah? I think we're and then guest star. Guest star, yeah. Um, for sure, for sure. Ju- and just like Arrow will. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I think um, I think we may see a little bit more Flash I don't think than so. I think we might. Really? Oh, then because we I don't arrow. think... I don't... Okay, let me rephrase. I think we will see Flash. I do not think it will be Barry Allen. <laughs> <laughs> ah, good point. Very I think we'll we, I think we'll see Barry in the first times. episode, but then we're going to see a couple other speedsters, yes. per se. So, I mean, we've all seen the shows. What was your take on it, having never seen Flash or Arrow? Well, I mean, I thought it was pretty cool that... They decided, hey, look at this. We need more superheroes to fight the big bad. Let's get all these people together. Oh, and then here's this guy from the future. And we're going to do this crazy stuff with time. By the way, I am... Uh, and oh, Actually, real quick. Because you're a Doctor Who fan... It was Rory! <laughs> and I love Rory so much. And the and only the thing that... worthwhile that came out of that run. Uh, <laughs> and it was kind of fun, too, because we got to see him, uh, Arthur Darvel, come out as Rip Hunter. And if you're a DC fan, Rip Hunter is one of the Time Masters, which they actually stated correctly in the trailer that he is one of the Time Masters, which is very (laughs) close to Time Lord. And he's from London. And Bill's smile just keeps getting bigger and bigger as he continues to talk. By the way, I I am a huge Rip Hunter fan. I have been for years. Yeah. um, Since I figured out that, hey, look, there are these guys who protect time in the DC universe. And I went... Those people are cool. And I never in my wildest dreams thought I'd be watching a television show that had Rip Hunter on it. I, I know. He and was, and, and I like, he thought we would awesome get too. I thought we would get ambush bug before anybody tried to explain <laughs> the crap that was Rip Hunter. You know what though? If I got an ambush bug show, I'd fucking watch that shit. 
Yes, but still. You know what, though? I think um, Flash kind of helped usher that in, because it started dealing with timelines. Mm -hmm. Well, Flash ushered in everything and changed the CW's superhero thoughts, because up until the Flash's appearance on Arrow, in the midway through of season two, there were no superpowers Mm -hmm. at all in those shows. They were going for nitty-gritty. And they made this hard transition. The moment that he showed up with powers, that world changed completely. And then when his show started, it just got bigger and bigger. And it never was like, this feels weird on TV. It was like, give me more of this. Mm-hmm. Um, Yet Darth Oliver well, remained cranky. <laughs> Darth Oliver, yes. <laughs> which was actually uttered by a character this season. Fantastic. <laughs> well, they said that uh, next season of Arrow is going to get lighter. Yes. Thank fucking And we'll get into that. We'll, I think yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll do get a quick into speed that. run yeah. of, of both of those seasons. Um, 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 but for me, I thought DC Legends was... Looks good. Mm-hmm. I, I will say I like how they managed to boil Hawk Girl's entire convoluted timeline down to into, three words or it, like it, a, it, sen- into a sentence. sentence of. So there's a girl who with wings that has past life issues. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I, I mean, really, and that, that's the best way you can yeah. do that. It doesn't matter which yeah. version of Hawk Girl you're dealing with. It's the same, same fucking thing. person. It's very true. Um, but the, the only thing I'm confused at yeah. is Victor Garbo. Victor Garber, which, uh, is playing Dr. Martin Stein, who is one half of Firestorm. Firestorm. Right. So far, Colin Amell, who plays the other half of Firestorm. Robbie Amell. Robbie Amell. Robbie Amell. I'm sorry. I don't Who's know playing, what. um, Ra- uh, Ronnie Raymond. Ronnie Raymond. Has not been cast in Legends of Tomorrow. And you know why? what I'm thinking? And I'm just going to spit this out there. In an earlier episode of Flash this season, um, when Iris is trying to hunt down the man on fire, which ends up being right. Firestorm, she sits down with a scientist at a coffee shop. Oh, you did bring that up. And that person she was talking to was in by a man by the name of Jason Rush. Yes. However, so he is, hasn't been cast in the series either. He hasn't, but I'm wondering if they're waiting to try to lock something down. Um, the, or if they're going to have Stein fuse with somebody else in the show. There's a possibility there. And there's a shot or two I saw. It looked like I saw White Canary on fire. Well, no, no. It was Firestorm because she was in that faint Oh, was she fight. in that one shot? I, okay, yeah. I thought I saw a shot where the it thi- looked like... The I thing wonder if he's is, what they could be doing... <laughs> what they could be doing is saying that, because what you could do is you could put Robbie Amell on The Flash mm-hmm. and Victor Garbo in Legends of Tomorrow, and when they change into Firestorm, mm-hmm. whichever one initiates the change is the dominant one. Yeah. That could work. So in Legends of Tomorrow, you'll have It'll Victor Garbo on fire and flying around. Yeah. Old man on fire. Old man on fire. <laughs> with Robbie in his head. And with Robbie in his head, which means Robbie's just doing voiceover work. Yeah. And that could easier. work. And that could work. And then over here you have Robbie Amell. Robbie when he initiates the change, he becomes Firestorm. That could work. And I did really like the fact that they even kind of addressed that in the trailer. He's like, I'm one half yeah. of here, the other half is combustible, which was the line. The, and I'm like, and that was a good line. It yeah. was like, I was like, and they addressed it. It felt like they addressed it really up front. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was cool. I don't understand this at all. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. understandable. <laughs> it's all right. We're going to jump out of that one I could explain Firestorm to you, but you would need a lot more to drink, and I'd need three hours. <laughs> <laughs> Two men, yeah, particle accelerator. They're... They Don't have a tendency to fuse together and go. <laughs> okay. Fly around, 
shooting things, and then a lot of other stuff they haven't talked about on the shows yet. And I'm not even going to try to talk about that. (laughs) So that's the quick sum up. So anyway, though, the show looks interesting. Um, I'm really excited to see what they're going to do with it. Mm -hmm. Uh, But the tone... Oh, and we should mention... Yeah? Bad guy, Vandal Savage. Could be awesome. It yes, could be really it awesome. Could be really good. He's basically an immortal dude that started from the cave marinara and has continued to exist. Cave hmm. marinara. Cave marinara. From the cave marinara. That sounds delicious. Cave marinara. I want some pasta mm. now. So, but that that Give is that show. My only thing before we close this out is because we have Rip Hunter. There's one other character that needs to show Booster off this God. season. Michael Carter Booster and Booster Gold. Gold. That's all I want to see. I love Booster or, Gold. Or actually, to be more specific, I want a blue and gold episode. No. Booster Gold. I really want a blue. I'm saying, no. though, it doesn't change. I still want a blue In and gold episode. In my heart, I want I want a Ted Cord Michael Carter team up. Oh. No, because honestly, every time they do a, my, uh, a Booster Gold and Blue Beetle team up, it d- dissolves into a Keith uh, Giffen um, brouhaha. Uh-huh. No, it, in <laughs> comics, they whenever they would laugh, it would be B W H A H A H A Bruha. Oh, okay. okay. And it was silly. Uh-huh. It was stupid. And they've gr- and those two characters have grown past it. They have, but I just want to see them hanging out together. Stupid. Ultimately. Yay. So we'll jump out of that because Bill's just looking at us as like I'm. What lost. are these things? I don't understand these so, things. Let's go on to movie trailers. Uh, we'll start with, again, when I said let's start with a lesser, and there is a lesser, I think. In, in, we're only going to talk about two. Um, and we'll talk about the big two. Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice. 95% dream trailer. Eh. So, Kat, go ahead. Like, you look like... Ken, oh, and we have another addition to the show. Kenny just got here. I'm never on time. Woohoo! <laughs> it's annoying as fuck. People <laughs> love it. I was late last night when I went yeah, out with no. TJ too. Aww, he murder <laughs> Sit you. and stop blowing out the mic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, We're talking about the Superman Batman trip. Oh, I know. I've been eavesdropping from the kitchen. Okay. He's been listening in. Um, my, I really don't have much of an opinion on it to be honest, which is a shame. It's, I've said, I mean, I watched it. I, oh, I have to take my hand out of my mouth. Yes, please. It <laughs> helps when you're talking. <laughs> that way we can all understand. Though, honestly, I don't know what she's contributing, so what? Yeah. <laughs> no, no with, no, with Superman versus Batman, not much. I really there, don't. There wasn't really anything have... of that trailer. That trailer was like, we got our first shot as, of Batman in the suit, and that was it. And let really. me tell you, Ben Affleck looks good. He does look good. He does. I've been behind the casting of him the entire time. So have I. I think it's because I'm having a hard time. I mean, apart from the obvious of, okay, Superman versus Batman, like, there's, I can't grasp a plot. I have no idea what they're doing with it. Oh, I can tell you exactly, just from that trailer, I can tell you what the plot is. See, I would disagree because I saw the trailer and now if you segregate out, we've all seen the other stuff on the internet so we kind of know what the plot is, but if you segregate out any kind of history or other things you found and you only look at that that trailer, yeah. it doesn't really tell you why they're fighting. Yeah. It just says people think Superman is bad. It doesn't say why. No, actually... So, the plot... So, I only needed one other piece of information to tell you what that trick... What, what the movie was about. Okay. Oh, sorry. Um, and that piece of information was Lex Luthor will be in the movie. 
So that trailer was Lex Luthor explaining to Batman why Superman is bad. The next trailer will be Lex Luthor explaining to Superman why Batman is bad. The third trailer will be Lex Luthor laughing because he's going to get the two heroes to fight each other. Meanwhile, he takes over Metropolis. Exactly. Well, no, he takes well, over the world because I'm going... Or, or if we're st- going by regular Luthor standards, he'll be doing a massive land grab <laughs> in Nevada because it's all about real estate. Another and real estate DC scheme. Comics, I want you to listen very closely. If that is the plot of this goddamn movie, I will come and kill you all. <laughs> Every... On screen, Lex Luthor has been about land grabs and real estate every time. And I'm like, it's time to make this madness stop. Exactly. Make it about kittens. Yes. I if it's watched as the long fuck as it's not land, I honestly. You know what? That's fine. I'm okay with that. Because he wants it, to command the world's cat. You know what he it is? wants to get land grab to raise a kitten farm. No, no, you don't have land grab back into it. No, know what it's going to be? It's going to be Lex on top of Lex Core Tower. Just throwing kittens and just trying no! to see how many he can throw at a time and see no! how many Bruce and Clark can catch before yeah. they hit. That sounds like an amazing <laughs> mini video game. Someone needs it. Who can code? Someone make this game. You play as Batman or Superman. Like, Superman flies. Batman has, like, see, the Batarangs. Superman, I can anticipate doing that. That makes sense. The idea of Batman catching kittens is just hilarious. I like him using the using the <laughs> using the grappling hook to swing around and, you know what, and, and catch the. I know what the end shot is. If if you lose, it's game over. It's Catman and Catwoman looking at the dead cat on the ground, looking sad. Oh That's my it. god, that'd be hilarious! We're copywriting this right now. <laughs> the game at this point, you have a. We need a cut. And then he's got it. It's Lex Luthor, so he's got to throw over like cat bombs or something, like something that kind of looks like a cat. You know it's got a more it's, round it's, body. It's three offs. It's it's kryptonite carved to look like cats. Oh god. Or and then the other side the is giveaways, it's glowing green, yeah. folks. <laughs> but no, the the trailer itself is it's going the the basic plot of the movie is going to be so you'll have the first like half hour of Batman and Superman kind of fighting and by fighting I mean Batman will be posturing and Superman will be going, but dude, I can tell you're human. I don't want to rip your head off. And then Wonder Woman will arrive and they'll introduce Themyscira and the idea that Themyscira is going to attack the mainland. Okay. Mm -hmm. So Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman will have to team up to stop this. Yeah. Okay. They'll stop it by the end of the movie. At the end of the movie, it'll be revealed that the true threat is Atlantis? No, no, no. <laughs> well, no, because that would work too. No, it, well, no, no. The true threat is kittens. Yes. Is, dark, is dark sock or brainiac? Yeah, one of the bigs. One of the big ones, and they will need a league. team, a league of, of some sort to make sure justice. Is, I don't know. <sighs> I'm so worried about that movie. I, I, am. Honestly, I am too. To be I'm honest. honestly not. I know what I'm, I really am probably going to do is I'm going to probably go into okay, a blackout with that bombs. movie soon. And I just want to... Go into a temper- blackout. No, because you know what? Yeah. I will say this. There's been a couple movies recently that I have not paid any attention to what was happening with them. And they are all the movies I have fucking adored. Guardians of the Galaxy. Didn't watch one trailer. I was like, okay, whatever. That was yeah. amazing. And but it ended up being fantastic. amazing. It was one of my favorites. Kingsman. Barely watched anything. Minus, it was one, one trailer. trailer. Watched it yeah. once. Amazing. 
fun. I watched one show over Mad Max. Everybody's telling me it's fucking amazing. So So what I'm learning is that there's a luck ritual. And if Rob learns anything about the movie, it's going to be bad. So anytime you go see a movie and it's bad, you just turn around and go, fuck you, Rob, even if he's not there. That's for (laughs) everyone listening. If you ever go into a theater and see a movie that isn't good, just yell to the theater audience, it's Rob's fucking fault, and then leave. Oh. I don't like this plan. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, I'm excited about it. I mean, I <laughs> ultimately well, think... not about the plan, but about Batman vs Superman. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I I, I I can't wait to see it because I grew up on DC. The fact that they're taking nods and looking at things like um, Frank Miller's Dark Knight worries the hell out of me. I mean, oh, um, it's still a really quintessential. Yeah, book and a lot of people really love it. The fact that even if it's just a dream sequence that they're taking those ideas from and it's we're going to get something else out of it, sure. See, I think this is what it comes down to. Did you like Man of Steel? Mm, didn't see it. Okay. Did you like Man of Steel? I liked it in theaters, but it's not something that I'd want to rewatch a ton. Did you like Man of Steel? I did. Okay. I liked Man of Steel too. Oh, I'm sorry. I, 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 did I, you like Man of Steel? I liked that. Superman now killed people and they made him more human, but he's still a pussy Boy Scout, so I don't like Superman. <laughs> oh, TJ <laughs> That is the exact opposite of the way TJ feels. <laughs> I liked Man of Steel, but I liked it more than most people. And as a Superman fan, I thought that... It was good. It had problems. It, it is had your problems. phone still on? It's in the other room. The mic did not pick that up. I heard it from here. Put it on silent. Put it on silent. Seriously. Professionalism. Good mic's still on silent. (laughs) (laughs) Is I break any? That'd be hilarious. I'm not worried about it because I think that I don't have the expectations I think other people do. I don't think it's going to be the next Avengers. I think it's going to be a good, good movie. I don't even think it's going to be the next, you know, Iron Man. I think it's just yeah. going to be a good movie. And that's all I need out of it. That's okay? fair. Because honestly, in my opinion, DC's doing it wrong anyway. Right. I, DC, yeah. I agree too. No, no, no. Not because they're doing grim and gritty or whatever. No, I'm not thinking that yeah. either. I'm thinking they shouldn't be in the movie business at all. Yeah, they're dominating TV and they're they, doing a fantastic job What they should have done with the job after Man of Steel was take all those characters, sign them to a deal, take Ben Affleck, Harry Cavill... Sign yeah. them to a, a uh, three-year, ten-episodes-a-year deal, ten episodes a year deal mm-hmm. put it on HBO. Yeah. Call it the Justice League. I would watch the shit out of that. Do you know how many people How many people in this room would sign up for HBO just to get that? Me. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> Bill's like, not, no. Not me. Why would I sign up for it? You can just tour in it. Ah, <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> we're, keeping things, we're keeping things above board here. Um, yeah. Yeah. Though we have to acknowledge it exists. None of us do it, but we have to acknowledge it exists. Of course not. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I was drawn in by the casting. Like, because uh, after watching the trailer and, and hearing the voice of Alfred again, I was like, who is that? Who is that? It's Jeremy Irons. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I didn't, you know, I, I really liked Michael Caine. As well, I did too. Yeah. But, you know, Michael Caine just provides a, kind of Michael Caine kind of take on the role in my terrible Michael Caine impersonation. Is that what that was? I thought you were just having a stroke. (laughs) Maybe Michael Caine's having a stroke all the time. 
Um, that would explain so much. <laughs> but no, no, I mean like Jeremy Irons, and then also Jesse Eisenberg, who I think does a fantastic job in any role he's that he a has. Really good actor. I would like be interesting him. to see him kind of break out a little bit of what he's been doing. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing him as a villain. Yeah, yes. um, and I like what they're doing. They're going a Mark Zuckerberg route. It's that young billionaire, mm-hmm. and yeah. I'm, I want to see that. I want to see a different take. And I mean, and if you didn't see The Social Network, I did not. he was absolutely brilliant as Zuckerberg in The Social Network, and he was cold and kind of ruthless, and, well, you know. He was Lex Luthor yeah. in that movie, so they were like, well, you did it there, just do it over here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, for that elsewhere. So, we're all, I guess, kind of uh, a thumbs leaning kind of up on this. I'm in yeah, because I love DC. We're all. I think we're but all going to see. I'm, I'm actually with like you on that. Where it's like I don't really have expectations. I'm going into it trying to just. Not I'm going pay into attention. it w- wanting a good movie, and if I yeah. get a good movie, I'll walk I'll be out happy. happy. It's true. I don't yeah. have like any expectations. Yeah. I'm always curious to see how a mere mortal is going to beat Superman. It's Batman. I don't care it, 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 unless no, you have Kryptonite. It what is kryptonite. Do? He carries kryptonite with him all it the time. It doesn't matter. That Honestly, is amazing. No, no. You want to know what it is? If you take because to give Batman kryptonite, that means that the rules are off the table and they can both kill. So you know what Superman does? He sits in orbit and laser beams him. And if he can't laser beam him, he chucks a meteorite yeah, into Wayne true. Manor Lasers. and goes, "F you, Bruce." And the reason it never happens is because he's got such a good. Co- he's such a good. Person, he but if you yeah, give, but that, not in the new movie. No, so actually, now he because, might do it. No, because of General Zod, they're using that as the impetus oh, to say that he did no longer kill. Really? Yeah, I don't oh, want a Superman that kills. I if, do. No, then it's not Superman it's anymore. Not, yeah, because, then go watch yeah, Deadpool. it might be good then. <laughs> no, it's no. the same Deadpool problem with like Captain fun. America. Oh. Captain America's been the best part of the Marvel He's, Universe. No, he is. I love Captain America. In the movies, Captain America has killed more people than the rest know, of the he's, Avengers he's combined. still goody two Captain America's amazing! And by the way, for the record, how can you debate that Iron Man was so the best part of the Avengers? I love That's him. very debatable. His character is amazing. I love Iron Man, amazing. but I love Cap. No, no honestly, in he's, the movies, he's in half the movies. right. In the movies, Iron Man, if you take Iron Man out of that movie, yeah. Captain America is not nearly as good. But if you take Captain America out of that movie, Iron Man is not nearly as good because they play off of each other. Yeah, actually, uh, right. yeah, they I, do. I have something to say. Winter Soldier. Oh, yes. Best. Next to the Guardians, Avengers. best Marvel movie they have done. Which was undone in two minutes in the Avengers. Still Congratulations, Marvel. It, so. I know, but Winter Soldier was awesome. Winter Soldier was honestly, I think, Super the best straight that. I will. Hero, I will admit, I have not seen that because That's I saw why. I saw the Captain America movie and it was awful, and oh, I didn't want to see the it. the sequel to it. I didn't enjoy the first I, one. I enjoyed the first I half. The first one. But honestly, yeah, the first Winter Soldier was, was amazing, and it made you I'll, love Captain. I'll give it a chance. So I'll check it. It was awesome. The problem is, you want antiheroes. Everybody wants antiheroes. No, they don't. I don't. I don't. Wolverine, Wolverine is a Deadpool, joke. amazing. <laughs> I like. I, I find Deadpool fun, but I'm tired of Wolverine. I'm tired of the Punisher yeah, X esque like characters. I don't find them enjoyable anymore. No, I do. <laughs> and a lot of people I, just want a hero. I felt a lot like you, Kenny. I love the anti-hero character, but then Cap really, like Captain America, oh, really so turned me on to the whole. Good. I like. I like the good hero. The yeah. good hero 
makes you feel good about going to see him beat the bad guy. Yeah. When you're looking at Iron Man, for example, every villain that the Avengers have faced and every villain that Tony Stark has faced have all because he created those villains. <laughs> Everything that has happened in the MCU, the big bad things, for the most part, have all because of Tony Stark has done something stupid. No, no, hold on. No, no. I'll say number two was entirely his So fault. what you're saying Yes, it was. It was a good arc reactor. Okay, well, we're going to take your tech and turn it into a weapon. Because you have a rival with somebody who decided they're going to use it against you because you've been a dick to them. Shock. Iron Man 3. You were addicted to this scientist as well, and they created the extremist virus, which caused all of the chaos and agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and everything that we've been dealing with with HYDRA. Now, HYDRA has superpowers, all because of Tony Stark. The no. Avengers. Why does the portal open up? Let's create clean energy for everybody, because nothing bad will happen from that at all, because the way that he does all of his shit. It opens up a giant portal in the sky... Hell descends on New York City, all because of Tony Stark. <laughs> Avengers 2. Let's see. What <laughs> bad could happen if yeah. we know? So, but that is everything that has happened. All the major catalysts have been because the dude's got an ego. So basically what you're saying is, without Iron Man, the movies would have been boring and have no plot. <laughs> wait, wait, they have plots? I mean... <laughs> Little, little, little nod to steampunk, Hail Hydrate. <laughs> yes. What? I missed that. Uh, Platform One concert. Oh, that's awesome. So, that's fantastic. Every time they had to drink, Brian from Platform One would be like, Hail Hydrate. He's like, I'm going to run this in the ground before the next 45 minutes. <laughs> so I hate to force things in a new direction. I, I, I'm going to... I was going to say, it's time to close this up. We have another trailer we have to talk about. And the reason that we're definitely going to talk about it is because it was the most important one. The reason Batman and Superman... You had a lovely pun. Uh, oh. All right. So... <laughs> The reason that we saw the Batman vs. Superman trailer to begin with was because Warner Brothers is like, you know what? Something else right now has all the thunder and we want to try to take a little bit of slice because everybody's paying attention to that. And that was, was because it was Star Wars Celebration yeah, Weekend. <laughs> and here is the second trailer for Episode 7, Force Awakens. Everybody's eyes were on that. Everybody that I knew that saw that trailer all had this amazing, like, this is just bringing back everything that they wanted from the series. Everything that they loved yes. came flooding back in. So all of a sudden, when this dark little gritty trailer that showed us nothing with Batman versus Superman, everybody's like, eh. Yeah. But by the end of Episode 7's trailer, I had chills. I'm like, I am pumped. I'm in st- at a Star Wars high. I don't know how you guys felt, but that's for well, me. I'm at a Star Wars high, but I still don't think it really told us anything about the movie. I still don't know what the plot is. Exactly. That's fine. I don't either, but I don't You want to know what it reminded me of? This trailer, you want to know what it reminded me of? The first time I saw the episode one trailer. I felt <laughs> so good. Don't go here, TJ. Don't be a dick about no, this. No, he's got a point. No, I will agree. Uh, the first main trailer for um, episode uh, one, where it ended with... Maul coming out, the doors opening up, and him igniting the saber, and it's the one side, and then a second or two passes, and it's the second, and it's just the trailer closed. Everybody had that rush. Yeah, it was great, and it was so <laughs> awesome to watch that trailer. And then I got to the movie. But you know what, though? For this, is, I think it's a little bit different, because... J.J. Mm. Abrams has already made the precursors called Star Trek 1 and 2. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean... No, my, see, my problem with it is... I don't trust J.J. Abrams. Really? I do. I, I had Star Wars. I th- start. I'm sorry. Star Trek. I am sorry. Please, God, don't email me. 
uh, Star Trek yeah. was only okay. Star Trek Into Darkness was a cheap ripoff of another better movie. Jog <laughs> <laughs> on! <laughs> I hate you. What? I loved Star Trek. I loved Wait, J.J. Abrams. No, no, hold on, hold on. Did you see Rathacon? Yes, and I enjoyed the movie. <laughs> hmm? I Hold on. Kenny has a question. Interrupt really quick. J.J. Abrams write the movie or direct the movie? He had input into both scripts. Yes. How much input? Like about 85% of it was oh, his idea. All right, then that's a fair thing. I, also I didn't, didn't know like, he wrote it. Yeah. Well, no, no. I'm sorry. He didn't write it. Okay. He it was supervised by J.J. Abrams. Hmm. Or at least I don't think he wrote it. Cloverfield, I thought, my problem with J.J. Abrams is he's constantly doing the mystery box. Okay. This is my movie. Here's in the box. What's in the box here? What's What's in the the box? box? What's Cloverfield about? There was a point during the production of Cloverfield that people thought it was a Voltron movie. (laughs) That's true. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. Which probably would have been a better movie than what we actually I, I, I may be one of the only people here. I loved Cloverfield. I loved 8 mil, uh, what was it? 8 millimeter? Yeah, but again, you had no, wait, not Super 8. Super 8. I was like, 8 millimeters is a very different movie. That's, that's, that's about snuff films that we're in a wrong direction there. Uh, and it stars Nicolas Cage. Ew! The lens flares in the snuff film. But you have this mystery box and he did it again with Star Trek Into Darkness. Oh, that's not Khan. That's not Khan. Even though everybody and their goddamn mother guessed it was Khan before the movie came out. If he had just said, hey, it's Khan. It was Star Trek Episode 2. Of course it was Khan. Yes, but then why do the mystery? Why John Smith? Why have Benedict Cumberbatch go out and lie? Who, according to Benedict Cumberbatch, was asked to go out and lie. Can I say why? Because we're living in a day and age where everything we know about a movie, we find out before we see the movie. Yeah. And I really appreciate that people and the studios are saying, can't you just find out when you watch it? Mm-hmm. I get I'll that. I appreciate yeah. that. I'll I appreciate that. that because you know what? If I think they may be going in a different direction and they do a twist on me that I maybe don't 100% see coming. But the problem is... I appreciate when... that a lot more. It's like I said, I knew jack shit about Kingsman. If everything was telegraphed to me beforehand, I was paying attention to it, I wouldn't have enjoyed that movie as much as I did. Yeah, but what I'm that's not my issue. My issue is, so, I have a bottle of tea in my hand, just so the people know. I'm taking this bottle of tea, and I'm going to put it down here, underneath the table. Rob, where's the bottle of tea? It's in space. It's under the table. Yeah, Thank I you. I know, I was yeah. just being okay. Yeah, I noticed, that's why I turned to Bill. It's under the, no, it's not. I didn't put it under the table. Okay. That's what J.J. Abrams does. Okay? You know, no, but I didn't put see, the bottle of water I'll on the table. I'll disagree with that. Because we all assumed it was Khan because it was part two. But no, no, we all assumed never it was Khan. Said, he, never, he never said it was Khan. Like, you showed us putting the the tea under the table. No, but he, we also thought it was Khan because things got leaked that specifically said it was Khan. And then he said, it's not Khan. But he was, trying, Khan. he was trying to keep the mystery. And okay. I'll appreciate the idea of making the attempt to keep but the mystery. Right. Well, let's move from yeah, Star Trek and get back to Star yes. Wars real quick. Because ultimately, I want to get your guys' thoughts on things. We got TJ's. So he's like, meh. Ready? Ready for this? Okay. Let's go back to Star Wars. Because Star Wars is better than Star Trek anyway. God 
You son of a bitch. We're not that that day and age anymore. It's you can like both now. It's okay. And it's not that I thought it was meh. I mean, I'm really excited about the trailer. The trailer looks great, but I'm going to point out I thought the same thing when episode one came out. And the thing is, with with all movies, you can make anything look good. You mm-hmm. can make the worst piece of poop movie look amazing That's not if true. you no, only not, take no ten seconds here or there. If you only take a couple seconds here or there and put it together, it might work. <laughs> it all comes down to what the actual plot is. <laughs> no, that that wasn't directed at you, Kenny. That was directed at this whole conversation. I'm like, oh my god, can't we just... In- Are we still on Star Trek? Yes, and I moved it back to Star Wars. I moved it back to Star Wars. Ugh. It was saying that the um, you can't tell what's going on from the plot, and the plot is the only thing that's going to tell you whether this movie is good or but, not. But you know what, though? That's fair. Uh, I don't know. This is, again, just me. I would personally like... I like what they're doing, because they're showing me shots. I have no idea, except it's going to be a grandiose space opera, and that's all I knew when I first watched the original mm-hmm. Star Wars. If you go back and watch the original trailers for Star Wars, that's all you got. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have the whole mystery unravel before mm-hmm. I see the movie. I don't. Yeah, I'm okay with having it be a dice roll as to what the plot is, because I'm going to see I'm it. Gonna... They know I'm going to You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's such a big franchise. They know you're going to see it. And so I'm... I'd rather just go into it bl- as blind as I can after seeing the trailer and just go, okay, we'll see what, see what it is. And if it's another episode one, well, shit, that blows. Guess what I'm not going to see next time. <laughs> but... You if say that really, now. But if it's really But we all want to see episode two. And we all want to see episode three. I would. Because, because, of it's, because yeah. it's I Star Wars. It. Oh, and you know I what? didn't get into Star Wars till late in the game, so it was one of those things where I would, if I if the first one sucked, we also guess what I'm not going to see. Another weird thing that comes into play here. Even if episode seven's eh, yeah. we still have the year after Rogue One. Yeah, That's which is true. a completely That's different a different director, project. completely different writers, and has no tie to seven, eight, nine. Right. That's true. It's it's one of those things that I look at and go, I think DC is uh, not DC. Disney is overplaying its hand with Star Wars right now. Yeah. Because they want to turn it into uh, basically a yearly franchise. So we're basically okay. looking at the Call of Duty of the movie world. It's Disney. They're a for-profit company. They need to make money. Oh, no. I'm not arguing that. But you could go every two years. Well, they are for the episodes. Yes. But But then they're doing that. But then in between each episode, they're doing... If you have no interest, then just don't see them. Oh, no, no. But but what I'm saying is... So now we're going... So we we haven't had a Star Wars movie in what? 20? No. No. There have been... Have been other movies. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I couldn't remember when the last Not, episode, decade. when episode three Not came out. I was going to say, decade. oh, if you want to, we can go back to 1983 and just yeah. pretend for a second that other things <laughs> didn't happen. So it's been a decade since we've had a Star yeah. Wars episode, a Star Wars movie. And now, in six years, we're going to have six movies. The market will be. No, I understand what you're saying because I'm actually feeling a little burnout from all the Marvel movies. It's been a little much. And by the way, at this point, you cannot miss a Marvel movie. Yeah. Going or, forward. I mean, because I missed the Iron skip. Man 3 one, and I guess, like, there was shit in that. Or yeah. the second Thor movie, I didn't see that one either. And yeah, you can skip You could skip stuff before, but from this point forward, you cannot 
miss a Marvel movie. You cannot, you can almost not miss an ep- but episode of Shield. No, know what I can do though? What? I cannot see them in the theater and wait for them to hit Netflix it's or rent them. Fair. Because I probably won't see Ant Man in the theater. We're deviating from the Star Wars trailer. Sorry. Again. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> if we could talk Star Wars all night, I would. Apparently yeah. this table is very against it. I no. Apparently. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, no, it's not that. It's just that, again, the trailer didn't... I mean, what did you think of the trailer? You were the only one who really hasn't given us a... And, well, I Cat mean, too. I, mean, oh, I love I, the trailer. I, yeah, I love the trailer as well. I mean, it showed the wreckage of the Empire. It showed the huge Star Destroyer that was crashed on the planet, which looks precariously like Tatooine, but we know isn't Tatooine. And then, you know, Luke talking about, well, you know, my father has it, my sister has it, you have it, I have it, blah, 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 blah. He's talked about the Force, obviously. You see the Vader mask, you see what we know is, what, the Remnant, uh, you know, with all the, the the Stormtroopers and the new Stormtrooper armor, and then... Which is now, we do know they are not the Empire anymore, they are the New Order. Okay. Mm-hmm. The Rebel Alliance no longer exists. They are now just referred to as the Resistance. Okay. The world has changed a lot. Yeah. And the beautiful thing is, what's fun is, 30 years have passed in the timeline from Jedi to this. We don't know anything that happened in those 30 years going into this. Yeah. Going into this, no matter what, they could say, here's the story. But it still doesn't tell us what happened in that time. Mm-hmm. A lot could have happened in that time. And especially, like, at the end. And I know, TJ, you actually talked a lot about this when I discussed mm-hmm. it with you. When Han and Chewie come into, you know, obviously they're in the Millennium Falcon and they say, you know, and Han says, Chewie, we're home. Like, what does that mean? Does it mean they're home in the Millennium Falcon? Does it mean they're back in their part of the galaxy that they remember? You know, what does it mean? Like, it, it, are we looking too much into it, or it, are we? Not, it, it asks it asks more questions than it that it answers. And that's anything. and that's the that's best. A good tra- and that's like a good trailer. That. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So you know, we don't know a lot about the plot. It shows us a bunch of action. It shows us a couple, you know clips and things like that, but it doesn't tell us about the plot, which is what we need to go see the movie for. And I'm yeah. good with that. And you know what? The I'm one reason I can say this, Teach, why I actually feel like I can really I can really get behind J.J. Abrams on this, it's the same way with George Miller making Mad Max Fury Road, which everybody's loving. They had the opportunity for Force Awakens to do everything in CG. They went out, scouted locations, went to all the right places, they have the droid, BB-8, that we all saw in the very first trailer. Like, look at the CG droid. And then Star Wars Celebration hits. And they brought it on stage! And this thing is a physical, so tangible cute. thing that they said, we are going to make this. And of course, yes, there's going to be scenes where that robot obviously is going to be CG'd to extents. But the fact that they still did not have to find a group of people that had the technology to create this... They even showed uh, in the little um, vignettes when they were doing behind the scenes for um, A Force for Change, which was a charity group. They had puppets, actual puppets that looked like they came out of the Jim Henson Company, mm-hmm. in the background, interacting as J.J. Abrams was sitting next to an X-Wing. They built something tangible, which is why episodes one through three felt so flat. Mm-hmm. Nothing was real. But is that, see, my my question to that, is that a J.J. Abrams thing? It was. Or... or is that Disney looking at one of the factors that people didn't like about the air? But also a little bit of both. It's I mean, probably both. Kathleen Kennedy from Lucasfilm and Abrams were the ones in charge of everything that was happening. And they're saying, we, we need to do this right. And I'll be honest, the biggest reason I don't trust J.J. Abrams is the same reason I don't trust 
uh, Damon Lindelof. He slept with your wife? No, <laughs> no Lost. Oh. Aww, they betrayed you. I actually have never seen the ending of Lost. And we never will. <laughs> Lucky you. Really, all you have to do, go find a book, tear out the last chapter, and that's what the end of Lost feels like. <laughs> and on that I note, I think everybody here, we know at this table, is going to see Star Wars. Of course. Yep. We're pretty sure everybody listening is going to see Star Wars. So, yep. congratulations, Disney. Take my money. And with Thank that, much. we're going to take a break, and we'll be back in just a few. <laughs> And we're back. So, um, I will say this. One of the reasons that we may be a little bit slower this evening, I think there's a good reason for it, uh, at least for me, Kat, and Bill, is we're all coming back from Steampunk World Fair. Um, it's true, it's so true. It's been a very long week to get to this day to record. It's really been a long week. Which is also oh why God, it's been yeah. later for this episode to get recorded. Uh, we've been gearing up for that event for Kat vending and me and Bill being there as press. We uh, have all of the videos on Caffeine Cruise YouTube. All of them. TJ and I are going to be a little bit slower because we've been eating cookies. <laughs> <laughs> so we're just going to... kind? Okay. Chocolate chip? Chocolate this is the important <laughs> stuff. The cookies are more important than Actually, anything Actually, I think Bill even asked me when we got to the Steampunk World Fair. Well, what was the cookie thing? On the cook- Friday, on Friday, and I was thing? I was marginally oh, only marginally jealous that I was at Steampunk World's Fair instead of instead of at work because it was National Chocolate Chip Cookie Day, and there was apparently there were chocolate chip cookies with Oreos baked into them. What? That uh, sounds delicious. Yeah, I know. And there were pictures, and I'm like, I'm just like drooling over these pictures. I'm like, I want, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want some cookies (laughs) right now. The funny thing is, later Friday night when I was not with you, when you were like, when I was like, it's "It's okay, I got something for that, and I think I I was giving you something, you like, do you actually have a chocolate chip cookie on you? That would be amazing. I actually had a chocolate chip, a large baked chocolate chip cookie offered to me later that day. I got chocolate chip cookies. Why didn't you take it? I felt rude. I I got chocolate chip cookies the day before that I did not eat. I was sugar starved. I had, they didn't eat for like most of Friday, and then... Because I was in the vending prison, and by the time food came, I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, I should have I should have prepared for National Chocolate Chip Cookie Day at Friday cookies. on Steampunk's World's Fair." I mean, it it really would have gone along with the rest of the week. I mean, the whole week leading up to Steampunk World's Fair, I was just gearing up for a good weekend. Uh-huh. Ding. Oh, that was an awesome pun. I, I can be your belt. I don't have the bell today, unfortunately. That will be your I'll be bell. I'll be super high-pitched bell. I mean, initially, and, and I'm going to launch into this right away before we really start talking about it. Okay. Um, I, I got to say, I, I, I was initially going to say that I had a fair time. <laughs> um, <laughs> really, though, I, I really did have the, the, the most amazing spliffy weekend. <laughs> that's that's, that's, that's stretching it. What was that? I don't think I've ever heard S- anybody attempt to... With the uh, spiffy, spiffy, spliffy, spliffy, steampunk world fair S P W F. No, no, you, you don't yeah. get it. You don't. You don't. You don't, you don't, you don't, you don't get a hashtag. I was, I was stretching. 
Well, but, you know, Rob was quite the taskmaster. Like, he really led us through, me and Ashley, you know, really just pushing through. We started off Friday. We started off at, like, mock speed. Which, you know, if you know the guy who runs the events, Jeff Mock, well, that's obviously uh-huh, a pun uh-huh, off his name. Uh-huh. Uh, it, it almost Penny made me... loves these puns. He's, like... Giddy. It made me, it, it really made me look for, like, the closest egress out of the building. But uh, We need to explain what these no, are puns for. Let him have his pun run, and then I'll explain it after the fact. I, a couple points, a couple points about my, my steampunk platform. One, I kind of just got into it. It was my first steampunk world's fair. You know, it's and I'm not that big into it yet. I don't. It's not like I carry around a clockwork doll with me Bing. or a steam-powered giraffe in my pocket. I just don't have the spine to hold up to that level of immersion. That was spine a spine would what be a dig. spine. The yeah. spine's the lead singer of steampunk giraffe, a oh, steam-powered giraffe. Okay. Bing. So I mean, I, I don't harbor any hubris about being not immersing myself in the culture. I just don't have the money to spend on it. But really, overall, you know, I just, I had a wicked good time. Bing. And that's the end of it. Okay. I'm, I'm done. Beautiful. I'm good. So, Make sure you write this down and be like, <laughs> do, just do an article that, that is. pretty beautiful, yeah. My that time like, at this in pun. That was pretty fantastic. Um, so a lot of what Bill was mentioning, um, like, Man, Mock there's was. there's so much hot air here. <laughs> <laughs> that was a ding. That was a ding. <laughs> um. Yeah, the um. Prep, folks. Oh, <laughs> shut it! I like the prep. I know. It was a very. It was good a good. It was a very good thing. Was, um, he pretty much like got most of the perform, like a lot of the performers mentioned. So like platform, platform dolls, one. platform one. This way to the egress. Steam powered giraffe. Jeff Mock. Then he did Wicked Winter. Uh, the nod to the Wicked Winter and Fair, which is the other no, big event. No, it's Wick. Wick. Oh, oh, and Wick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wick, yeah. I actually, I actually did write it out. W-Y-C-K. W-Y-C-K. Oh, that's cute. Uh, you know what? Seriously, um, when you write that up, uh, let me know. And when I put it up, I'll tag all those people. Kenny, you remember Perfect. um Phil's big piercing thing that he did on MMR? Yes. So Wick did something similar at uh, Steampunk. Yeah, one of our friends the... there actually did the most piercings in a single hour with 18 gauge needles, which is drastically larger than what Phil did. Did um, he put it on Pinterest? <laughs> Way to stick it, Kenny. <laughs> oh no! All right. So anyway, so Wick, look what you've started. Wick uh, was one of the big events on Saturday. Convolution. And um, what was uh, well, we got to give him a lot of credit. He was trying to break his original record from 2012, which was uh, 976 piercings in one hour. Uh, he had four people piercing him at the time. He beat this, uh, the record this year with. I think they did say the final total is going to be 1,400. I don't know what that one clocked oh, into. Jesus. The last one, actually, the, the official count we had before we know exactly what went on was 1,399 at 52 minutes and one second. So, A single second. So, um, really impressive. Like, the dude just really held up incredibly well, and we're really happy for him. Um, like, so we got the chance to interview him at Wicked Fair. Um, was he was gearing up and we got to hang out with him for a little bit and talk to him and I know he was like chicky shit and jittery and just wanted to get through it but uh, really glad to see that he got his record and um, we're super happy for Wick but um, on top of that though holy shit the weekend was just 
fucking crazy. I mean, at the same time at uh, as Wix event, I went to this one. Egress played there. There was it was their first show of the weekend. Yeah, friends of the crew, the uh, this way to the Egress, and uh, they were. It was the first time that I got to see them, and. I had reviewed their new album the week before. Which is called uh, The Great, Great Balancing, Balancing Act. Uh, and right after I reviewed it and listened to it twice, I was like, I need to buy everything else that Egress has. Um, and they just bring such an energy to the stage. Yeah. Like they did, they, you know, they did new stuff. They did old stuff. They actually played uh, Swashbuckler from Delicious Cabaret, oh, and awesome. they were like, they were like, we had to practice this because it's been so long since we I played it. it. Uh, and just every, you know, everybody was just so into it. There were a couple songs where people, a whole bunch of people, got up and danced around. You guys would appreciate it. Two of the cover songs they do. One of them is "Jump in the Line" by Harry, Harry Belafonte, made mm-hmm. very famous from awesome. Beetlejuice. Mm-hmm. And uh, the other ones is they do a cover of Pink Elephants from Dumbo. And and you know what they also did a cover That's of? Awesome. Remember how I mentioned in my review, I'm like, they kind of sound a little bit like Squirrel Nut Zippers. They did a cover of Hell from Squirrel Nut Zippers. Oh, I'm did so they really? sad. I they did. That. They did. And at that point, That's they awesome. had I, said... I'm going to have to book Taylor and Sarah and see if they, got any, if they have any recordings of that. Well, that was at the point... Right after they did Pink Elephants, I think it was right after they did Pink Elephants, they're like, hey, we're going to invite some of our friends onto the stage. And then Emperor Norton Stationary Marching Band comes out, oh my God, and there's the like 500 people on stage, slight over-exaggeration, <laughs> and they're all just standing on stage and playing. There's so many instruments. It's just, it was amazing and an awesome experience. And Josh was sitting right next to me who had never heard Egress before. And he went and bought all of the things And after. he had such an amazing time like, as well. Oh, it was... They're, 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 yeah, he yeah. came over. I was like, how'd you like Egress? He's like, I have CD now. <laughs> <laughs> they're incredibly good friends of ours, and uh, they're incredible musicians, and we're so happy to see that. Like, I think they're winning uh, uh, winning this vote for, I think, like best new album coming uh, in uh, the, the, the Philadelphia area. Yeah, or? they were winning it by a, lo- a large margin when um, I voted. Uh, their new album, I think, has already been approved for Pandora, so if you're you're not quite sure, you can check it them out there Pandora. and Spotify. But and obviously, on Spotify. But you can also even check out, I think they're on uh, Bandcamp or in SoundCloud and mm-hmm. stuff like that, and you can check out their music there. Um, but these are amazing people, and they've been working so hard towards this first studio album, and this was their record release, so we're incredibly happy for them, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, The weekend was just incredible. I mean, like, what was it like for you, Kat? Because, I mean, I know you were vending, but, like, you said you had an amazing time this weekend, too. I just met a lot of people. I mean, I love vending. That's what I normally, I just hide behind my little table and chat with people. For Solstice Brews. For Solstice Brews. You can find on Etsy. Yay. Oh my god, you're like pimping the fuck out of my shit. Yeah, that's what you gotta do. It's true. It's We've true. got these microphones here, you plug it. Yeah. <laughs> like was was that a freshener. ding because you plugged the microphones? No. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like a glee freshener. Yeah. Um. Plug it in, plug it in. <laughs> that's what I think. Oh, wait. But, um. <laughs> <laughs> Things we shouldn't do. Copyrighted oh. jingles. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> what do they say? If it's under three seconds, it's not. It's, it's illegal. You can do it. Yeah, I think actually the, the legality of it is under thirty. Is no, you can't do thirty. Seconds I think. Of a I think. Song. No, I think it's yeah, like you can. Yeah, you can. Thirty seconds. Thirty seconds of a song, and then you have to pay for it. Yeah. Wow. If you go over thirty seconds, awesome. yeah. Unless a lot of times, if they're independent people, a lot of times you got the okay. Biggest thing, a lot of times, as long as you're not monetizing well, what you're doing. Screw that. Let's just have a single. Yeah. But anyway, entire episode. Other so, than that, the, the other performances. I mean, I had never heard a platform one before. They were pretty good. I liked them. 
I, they, they weren't necessarily my cup of tea for, you know, the music mm-hmm. they were playing, but they were really good. I, I love those guys. They're wonderful people. Mm-hmm. I and that's, that's a nice thing, too. That event, there is music taste for everybody. Yeah. Which is great. Um, but yeah, the, the, those, uh, those guys are amazing, amazing, um, band as well. I mean, like they do more goth industrial mm-hmm. and we got to see a really fun acoustic set from them on Saturday, uh, which I got some really good musical samples too from that, uh, I'll hopefully be pulling together. Um, I really wish I would have caught more steam power draft because their show and like the stuff in between was just like the comedy was pretty good, pretty but, spot on. One of the most interesting things was you guys would have enjoyed this actually too, because even if you just got got a chance to listen to a couple of the bands, as Saturday night is going through, and we're all standing in the hotel, and you see a group of people, you hear loud music coming from everywhere, and there is a marching band marching through the hallways of the hotel, just gathering people, and made a parade going through the hotel. This is mm-hmm. massive, just like fire marshal's and... nightmare. You know, this, Man, if I had been a regular guest at that hotel, I probably would have fired. Oh, they don't have, oh, they don't have that, that one businessman that managed <laughs> to book the room. <laughs> yeah, no, what they do for um, Jeff's events, because he always sells out hotels, they just block them off. <laughs> so, Steampunk World Fair, they except, just don't Except what? for somebody really? who apparently got in and didn't book under the block. Oh my god, But that's a I personal know. story, oh. so... <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, but no, we had there was a marching band going through the hotel, and their whole objective was that was uh, Ember Norton's stationary marching band, which were not so stationary because they <laughs> were actually marching. Um, but they had a they were just gathering groups of people as they were playing music through the hotel, leading to the outside. Meanwhile, the other hotel, because it's two hotels and the midway in between them, is this event. The other hotel, this way to Egress, is doing the same thing. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, and that's what was happening. And as awesome. at 1 a.m., the objective the was for those two people to meet in the middle and march up to the stage outside and just do an impromptu concert at 1 in the morning on Saturday night. It and really it fun. was amazingly an awesome time. Um, yeah, it was an absolute blast. So it was, uh, it, was, it was a great show. It was a great event. We've got so much content for the website coming. I know. Um, so it, it's probably going to be coming for almost two weeks now because... You'll be coming in. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Depends, on, depends on if you've been doing those kegels. <laughs> oh. Oh. Tan- tan- tantric orgasm. This got really blue really fast. <laughs> but um, we have a lot of content between videos. Oh. Really had to have balls for that one. Oh, oh. Bing. Bing. I'm sorry, I've created a monster. You, you did. <laughs> so it's going to get hard from here on out. Oh. So anyway. <laughs> so. Make sure you keep an eye on caffeinecrew.com for all the information on where you can check out all the content. Phil's going to be doing articles. Ashley's been putting up videos left to right on our YouTube. Five million Facebook page, there's tons of photos going up as well. I've been putting up interviews, just starting putting up interviews. The first one uh, I already have up now was for uh, Image Inform Games. We got to talk about SteamWorld Heist, upcoming indie game. Um, Ashley's got some good shots up. There's lots of videos already, but a ton more to come. So definitely check it out. It was an amazing time. We were so happy to be able to be there. So, moving on, we do have, um... Kittens! Uh, Yay! Lex Luthor throwing kitties! Yay! No, it's Batman catching... Oh, yeah, Batman's ba- catching them, sorry. Yeah, Batman's, Batman's catching them. Batman's gotta save them. <laughs> 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 TJ's crying. <laughs> <laughs> Batman's catching for Superman. Aww. You could say that, you know, Bat- Batman and Superman are both catching pussy. Aww. <laughs> 
I'm just gonna bypass that one and just keep moving. Vagina! Oh, sorry, that wasn't Shadime! 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 So we did just hit the pretty much season finale point for a ton of TV shows, and pretty much everybody here has got something major that they've been watching. And we figured. (laughs) So we figured this is a really good time for all of us to be able to kind of give our impressions of season endings for a few things. So this is spoiler territory, I will say this. Um, (coughs) Spoilers! Yeah, spoilers are, are, are abound. I would definitely recommend if you don't want to hear anything about probably Supernatural, The Flash, Arrow, possibly Vampire Diaries, and yes. The Blacklist. The Blacklist, Blacklist. the original, the, following. the Once. following, Once Upon a Time. Yeah, basically, if you watch television <laughs> and don't want anything spoiled, turn us off now. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, no, turn us off. No, no, no. Uh, no. <laughs> turn us off. Go watch fast, these things. Fast forward back, to yeah. about. Uh, an hour and 45, and if we're still talking about it, give it about another two or three minutes as we get into the MF, uh, MFK for the week. Why don't you have future Rob chime in during the editing and tell them what point to fast forward to? Good plan. I don't feel like doing that. Read this. <laughs> if you look at your RSS feed or on the website or on the website where you're seeing this, you'll see the timestamp on where to continue on if you don't want to hear Re- it. Really, it's easy. Just go watch these shows. We'll wait. Welcome back. <laughs> Hooray! You're all caught up. Congratulations. Hooray! So, who wants to start? Because, dear God, a lot of TV just ended. Bill, because he watches so much television. Yeah. I, watch, I, I say we start with the, the lesser stuff and work our way up. So we'll start with, like, the blacklist. Hold on. <laughs> oh, hold on. Oh. Hold on. There the blacklist. Lesser stuff. James Spader. He's the fucking man. Yes, he is. Unfortunately, he is the rest of the show Actually, is hold on. Off. Real quick, Aww. Bill, out of all the shows we just stated, which ones do you watch? I watch The Blacklist. Okay. <laughs> We're The Blacklist in the middle so we don't lose Bill completely. That's a good idea. We don't lose yeah. him completely one way or the other. Why but not we have to call back to him once. to pull him back in. And then that engages him somewhere in this next, like, 30 minutes. Okay. The giant so. of television. Bill, your job is to make as many puns as you can, and I thoroughly give <gasps> yes, him the credibility to interrupt anyone. For puns. Just For hold puns. up your hand, and we'll puns. stop, and we'll let you pun. I'll try. All right. Do it. I believe in okay. you. Okay. So, mission. where do we want to start? We could start off with once. Once upon a time. Who still watches it? I watch Okay. Um, so is actually, everyone current? Yeah. Yes. Rob skipped a bunch. I skipped a bunch, but I did watch, watch the last two episodes. But of the what did you guys think of the season? Season thought, finale and stuff. Okay, so the season or just the season finale? Let's go the second half of the season to up to the season finale. Okay. I thought the second half of the season was good. I did too. The, the I first liked half it. kind of dragged. I completely agree. So the Frozen stuff was <laughs> it was good. It was good, but, but not but great. Not two episodes. Two Frozen this season. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It feels like so long. Right. Ago. That's yeah. what I mean. Just, you know, forget about the first half of the season. Just let it go. <laughs> um, you gave him permission, Kenny. I did. You can't and take I'm it enjoying back it. Now. So, um, my problem was. Honestly, my problem with the show is Emma Swan. I, yeah. I think I can agree with you on that one, That's too. That's the one character She's the I'm biggest. Like, like, if they bring up the fact. My superpower is telling when people are lying to me. And then everybody lies to her face and nobody says anything. Uh-huh. Unless somebody wants to start calling her out on this, yeah. they need to let it she's, go. She's, <laughs> she's what they always refer to as the Mary Sue. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so. no, it's not even that. It's the plot device. And unfortunately, she's surrounded by actors and actresses 
who are just so fantastic. Uh, yeah. I, I need a pen because I need to write down a bad. note. Um, they're just so fantastic that it's obvious that she's only good. Yeah, no, it's very true. Because, like, I actually, I gotta say this season has really turned around um, my opinions on Regina. I mean, like, just because seeing her range of being able to play hero and villain yeah. has been really fucking cool. Well, like, and seeing Snow White so and talented. Prince Charming as the villains in that last that episode. That was awesome. I really loved See, it. Now, that I was a, loved that. That was a problem for me. Really? really? No. not not. I, I liked seeing them as the villains. Especially yeah. the prince did a great job as the villain, but yeah. they led me to believe yeah. that something cooler was coming. And that when it was going to be a season of that. When, when you lead like someone to believe that something cool is coming and then you give them less than what you than what you proposed to them, yeah, that's no, a I bit can... of a letdown. I get that. I, I get will that. say this. Because like, the second we saw that, I'm like, please let this be a full season of this. I wanted awesome. that cliffhanger of, yeah, or to get to the last two episodes, we are dealing with the, uh, the author. Yes. 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 The author, which is basically the Sorcerer's Apprentice, who has the ability to change history by writing. Well, no, it's not the Sorcerer's Apprentice. Not, oh, yeah. well, it's, it's whoever. Let, is, sorry. I don't know what happened Again. in between. Yeah, so, I don't. I this... watched the last two episodes okay. of the second half of the season. And that's it. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's a there's so another is. huge problem I had with it, and it's again going on that same premise of not giving what was expected, or at least what I expected, where they said it's time for the villains to get their happy endings, and I'm thinking, awesome! This guy just wrote a book where Rumpelstiltskin kills everyone, gets the girl, and lives happily ever after. Aww. And they didn't do that. They just turned him into a knight of shining armor. So guess what? The villains didn't get happy endings. There were just new new heroes. Yeah, they said that's not that's what they true. promised. Yeah, that's there was that. True. But and I also really wanted to see a season, well, the next season, to be all the characters we knew so well and see them completely in a different paradigm shift. Like I actually really liked um, Regina in Snow White's role. I thought she was really cool in that. I thought that was really cool, and it, mm-hmm. it was. It, I love the one thing that they kind of did, and I don't know if anybody else picked up on it. Robin Hood didn't change because they had him kind of as the anti-hero. He's not yeah, he either good plays, nor bad. But he's always been. But that what was weird all. though is they did that with him, but Hook was a straight up. Well, you know why that was. Well, he was a villain, villain. Because Rumpelstiltskin wrote the story. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah, it he makes didn't sense. Care about God, he Robin. made Hook a total plus. That's so true. I didn't even think about that. Okay. It was. I will say the ending and the idea. And the ending of Emma becoming the Dark One. Yeah. I'm hoping that. They kill her in the beginning of next season no, and we don't no, have to deal with her anymore? No, no. I think, she, I, I think she should be. Like, I honestly had really hoped Rumpel would die and they would face the Dark One Unbound. I thought that was going to happen. But Emma being the I Dark One so is honestly... Well, no, because Rumpel would die, but you'd still get the actor. You, you would have him bound. You would have okay. the untamed version of him. Just the one that the version of him we all really find really interesting at times, too. Like, no, but I, I do like interesting about him was the duality. I, I do like he when he's gold and he's... Evil. Fighting, fighting well. things a little bit. The like seeing her as a villain, full out villain next season, I think could be really interesting. I agree. Especially if they don't, if they Rumple had some control over the Dark One. Yeah. I would like to see Emma be 
No control. No control. Exactly. Like, because she doesn't have the experience that Rumpel does with the Dark One. She didn't have the desperation when Rumpel took it. Yeah. I wanted to, I want to see the darkness overwhelm her. That would be really cool. Well, they're also talking, there's a lot of rumblings of right now, too, that next season is supposed to be the last season. I'd be okay with that. Yeah, it would be too. Um, Yeah, but I heard rumblings that this season was the last season as well, a long time ago. So who knows? Yeah, it depends on how well it it's goes. it's going to depend on ratings. It really yeah. will. And but the nice thing is though too, again we can bring it back to this mid season of that show. We get Gallivant. So you didn't watch it all. I watched the first two episodes and it was awful. You got to watch it and put myself because you got to watch more. Yes. Yeah. You know what? That doesn't work for me. If you if you put me into a situation and go. It really, really sucks, but eventually it gets good. Compared to this other show that's good right from the beginning, no, I'm gonna take the one that's good the whole way through. Gallivant's amazing. It was awesome. I love that show. So good. The so jokes good. were stupid. Way to be wrong. The singing Kenny. was dumb. Don't listen to nothing. Nothing worked in that <laughs> show. I'm gonna say most of the jokes were about on level of what mine and Bill are. Like I said, the jokes were stupid. Oh, that's so mean. <laughs> so. Um, Once upon a time, though, like would I'll everybody say, thumbs up. "Yeah, thumbs up." It's one of those. Yeah, it's yeah. one of those shows. It seems like where you're kind of like, "I might give up on the show," and, and then, then they sudden, pull through. They pull they through. Always do. Yeah, here's the real like, question: eh, What do you, are you? This 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 sums it all up. Are you anticipating watching it next season? How how much are you looking forward to seeing it? Um, about as much as I ha- always have been. It's a great background. It's entertaining. Show. It's a good background show. Mm-hmm. It's one of those ones. I may not watch it every week. But I will gladly binge watch it. And catch up. And, and I don't have to give up, it my yeah. undivided attention when it's on. Yeah. But when cool things happen, I stop what I'm doing and, and watch. And it's going, oh, yay. Yeah. So it is probably my... It's a guilty pleasure show. No, I'm like... It's like... Uh, I'm trying to figure out, like, the shows Rankings. I want to see. See, It's probably... It's in my top ten. It's probably at the bottom of my top ten. Yeah. But it's there. But it's there. The bottom, but to it's be there. fair, I only have about ten shows that I want to see. <laughs> so I, but I was trying to be nice. <laughs> this way, I didn't finish the season of Doctor Who, but I do want to go back and watch the rest of this. And then, I mean, and ultimately, I like Doctor Who. I just haven't had the ch- chance to catch up. And ironically enough, Doctor Who is what I just said I didn't like, where the beginning episodes were awful, but they got better as it went on. <laughs> so, all right. Well, so moving on to the next show, um, Supernatural. Let's do Supernatural next, because none of us at this table here are caught up but Kenny. I am the only one, because I DVR'd, because it's an amazing show, and it's one of those shows that's had a few points where I went, oh no, they jumped the shark, and then they brought it back. Not a lot of TV shows have done that, where they've done something, their Leviathan season, the Mother of Monsters, they actually had an episode called Jumping the Shark. They did. It was pretty awesome. Hey. Oh, yeah. But they've, every time, they've been, anytime they do something bad, they pull it back in. And again, they've had this season, they had the Mark of Cain, where Dean can't die, and he's becoming possessed by a demon, and he's just murdering. That's that's one of the great things. Dean goes off the wagon in this season, and just kills everyone. Just doesn't care. Beats the shit out of um, Castiel, like... Everything. He goes off the wagon. Uh, takes, they bring in this family that's basically Frankenstein. The, the yeah. family of Frankenstein. And they know how to, to 
kill people and take their, their hearts and they have extra hearts and extra muscles and they're these huge guys that like are impossible to kill and Dean just goes into their house and rips them all apart and it was glorious. Uh, but they've actually getting they had a to... ripping good time. <laughs> but getting back to the finale, what they've basically done is the mark of Cain. You find out was both the key and the prison for the darkness. Before God created light, he had to fend off the darkness, which was the biggest, most epic war ever. And the mark of Cain is the key and the lock. And inadvertently, they didn't know this. They wanted to get the mark off him. They found a way to get the mark off him. And they've released the most horrible demons ever. And the show ends. The show ends with the world just being covered by blackness. So, do you think they're going to be able to beat this darkness? (laughs) Can they do it? Can you repeat the question? (laughs) (laughs) So, oh brother. So, is it is uh so. Definitely tune in next season. Yes. Definitely tune in next season. It looks fantastic. And the people that I've talked to about it, I don't think so. This is still going too strong. Wow. They've got too many fans. I don't think they're they going to end it. They have a lot of fans. And the pe- everyone I talk to that has seen this is going, I am definitely coming back in the fall. Wow. All right. Nice. We'll to, we usually catch up on Netflix. We do. And that's where, <laughs> what we've been doing. Is, yeah, I'm going to catch up to, I've only got, what season's on now? This is... <laughs> we're going 10. into 11 in the fall. Okay, I need to only catch up on 10 seasons. So. I need to catch up on 11, so... <laughs> Bill, you would love this show. You I actually would. probably there would. There are a lot of shows Bill would love. Yeah, I so, know. Kat. Yes? Vampire Diaries and Originals. Awesome. And awesome. One thing I gotta say that's pretty unique about Vampire Diaries, uh, the finale at least, um, and it's because the main actress was leaving the show, so they had to write her out. But... Uh, Nina Dobrev, I mean, who's been the leading actress of the show from the outset, like, she's gone now, and they're still doing another season. Now, do you think the next season will be as good with her out of the picture? Yes, because for a while, um, she's kind of been getting outshone by better actors, and she's good, but her character, because, I mean, they kind of did away with the one, the more interesting They made her a vampire. They did. But they but, took away the dark side of her or something. Well, that was her, um, that was another person entirely, Catherine, that she played. So Nina Dobra played two people. At the, but the more interesting one died. I, she was awesome like that. But, um, so Elena, the main character, is kind of bland. She's always kind of been. But the other characters are very interesting. And all the other cast is still there. All the other characters still have all these things going on. They're still dealing with all this, like, crazy supernatural crap, which is werewolves, all the fun stuff. And so, I mean, they still have a cool plot. They left it off, like, fast-forwarding um, to, like, where the town looks kind of post-apocalyptic ripped apart. So it'll be interesting to see where they're taking it. And you, were, you were saying that character, how they, how they, do you want to explain real quick on how they got rid of her? Like, um, give us a quick sum up. Yeah, they did a cool thing where they didn't actually kill her off. Um, because she was tied to her, they had a thing where she was tied to her best, um, the big bad of the season, um, cast a spell on her where she was lifelinked to her best friend, who's a witch, and if and it put her in a coma. If her friend um, died, she would wake up from the coma. So what they're doing, I mean, she's a vampire, so what they're doing is she's just going to wait it out. 
She's going into torpor. Yeah, she's going into torpor. So she might so come she back had, eventually. Yeah, she, she is. might not have a career outside of the show, so she might want to. <laughs> yeah, right. There you go. So I mean, uh, so what they're doing is, um, they're just gonna wait. So she said her, you know, like, like there. The only sad thing is that, like, okay, she won't be like all the people that she knew that were still human. Her couple friends that most of them were vampires at this point. So her couple friends that were still human, there was okay. She's not gonna see them again. But everyone else, it's like, hey, see ya in, like, 60 years or so. Which was smart. I mean, like, that's... Alright, now mashup. Supernatural gets mashed into the vampire <laughs> diaries. What happens? Overall, it's just a bloody good time. <laughs> Ding. Yeah, Ding. It's really something I could sink my, sink my teeth into. Ding! Ding. <laughs> Yay! Sorry, Rob. If I had some more money, I'd put a stick in... And originals is the we're driving but, Rob Batty. Bing, bing. <laughs> but, um, Things are getting oh, hairy. I thought you were going to say more bloody than Supernatural. I was like, really? <laughs> Orig- actually, actually, yeah. Is it? Yeah. Originals is pretty much if you took like Anne Rice's vampires and mashed it up with World of Darkness. I mean, like... And it's, it says... Politics, flying. backstabbing, it's, it's betrayals. I think that's why I love it so much. It's all what reminds me of World of Darkness, playing World of Darkness Vampire, where it's like social politics. It's, let me make this deal with you, and then I'm going to backstab you, and make this deal with five other people, and it's constantly, like, each episode, Th- that is its alliances are shifting. And it's, I like it, because it's the first um, vampire show that I think actively, actively reminds me of playing in a vampire alarm. Um, awesome. So, yeah. so uh, for both shows, yay? Yeah. They were really good. Do you want to give a quick recap of the tail end of Originals? Um, Originals had a pretty convoluted plot involving the past stuff with the main characters. Like, the one... The the whole thing is about the original vampires and their family. It's all one family. The Michelsons. And so it's all their family drama and family, you know. The whole thing is really just lots of the lines shifting and stuff like that. But the ending with the finale was really good. Um, TJ, do you have any uh, any specific show outside of Flash and Arrow? That's a no. This will be it. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> I have one that we forgot to put on this list, and I'm really sad that we forgot to do that. What? Parks and Rec. Oh! So, Parks and Rec oh. just came to an end. Did you watch the finale yet? No, oh. I didn't watch the finale. God so damn we, you. So we, no, we you can't, know what? I'm going to be really, nice. No, no. Yeah, no. We can't talk no, about it. I don't... We just won't spoil it. Uh, you can talk about it, and you can spoil it all you want. Uh, for me, shows are about the journey. Yes, Spoilers don't offend me, and okay. I don't get put off by spoilers. All right. Um, well, I'll, I'll make it quick, because I do want you to watch it and just be able to enjoy it. Um, it was one of the few sitcoms I've ever seen in my life that has been able to measure up to one of the best finales I've ever seen for a sitcom, which was Scrubs. Yeah. And let's talk season eight Scrubs, not season nine Scrubs. Like, JD's last day at the hospital. Um, Mm -hmm. That episode. That was beautiful. Parks and Rec did something really cool, which was they jumped a few years into the future from uh, last season to this this current season. Mm -hmm. And we got to see the characters evolve and things were happening where they fast-forwarded through. They tied up everyone's, like, plots, though. They took each character and kind of, like, through the season, gave you closure. But it was nice. The last few episodes, we got to see every small, minute character that had ever existed on the show. And we found out pretty much what happened to almost all of them. Yeah, it was cool, because the way they framed it was, like, Leslie, like, present day, was all shaking their hands goodbye. 
or giving a hug or whatever. And the second the hands met, they would do the flash forward to what each character was doing in the future. And, and it may have been and a few was... years. Some characters we got to see well, well into, like, their 60s and 70s and something. Yeah. yeah, we got to see some awesome stuff. Like, like Jerry, the like the constant punching bag of the show, you got to see him have a really amazing, happy ending. Yes. And it was, was fun. Beautiful. And it was it, really The ending cool. made me ball. I was, um, like, in tears the entire time. You got to see characters, out, the outcomes for characters like Jean Ralphio and, and his <laughs> sister, the Saperstein. <laughs> Money, please! Like, the Saperstein. So you got to see what happened to them. You got to see what happened to Craig... Uh, down the road, and you got to see Craig happily married much later. You got to see Tom and uh, his girlfriend, um, Wendy? Lucy. 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 Wendy was Wendy. his wife. Yes. His ex-wife. Lucy. Lucy got married, um, and you got to see what happened with them. Uh, but it was really cool. But it was really one of the best moments of it is they left it so open-ended about what really happened with Leslie and Ben. Well, you know they ended up happy, happily ever after, but you didn't know exactly what happened with them. And it was cool because it allow you, allowed you to make your own est- uh, thought process about what happened. And there was enough hints around you yeah, of one of them had a really, really awesome end, but it left it ambiguous so you didn't know which one it was. And it was really cool to say, based on the show, you can kind of under, you can kind of guess what they were going for without being outright about it. Mm-hmm. But, um, easily I have to say, it was one of the best last seasons for a show Did ever. Did a much better job than him, man. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but it was an amazing season finale, and it's one of those shows I think that's going to be constantly in our queue on Netflix that we will Always. watch over and over and over. Yeah. Um, and I'm just amazed on how well the job they did wrapping that up. And I'm really sad to see it go, but at the same time, they wrapped it up so perfectly. It was beautiful, yeah. Um, Bill, Blacklist. So, Blacklist, yeah, wrapped up actually the Thursday before Steampunk World's Fair. And I actually just got to see it, like, yesterday and the day before. I started watching it at night, and I fell asleep because I was just so goddamn tired from Steampunk. So sleepy. Um, But they... Interestingly enough, they've really positioned the show to at least what I think, and, and my mother thinks this as well, is that it's going to be a short series. Yeah. It's not going to be a show that goes on and on and on for seasons upon seasons upon seasons. They're going to wrap up the major storyline, I'd say, within the next season or two. Okay. And then they're going to be done. Because they're going to say, okay, we had a good show. This is it. Um, That's cool. You know, in the, la- in, the, in the last episode and the episode before that, they position, uh, you know, the main character. Well, one of the main characters. Not Red, because we all know Red's still a bad guy. Kind of a bad guy. Uh, but they position Liz as actually assassinating the senator. Instead of the actual assassin who created the virus that killed the senator, they made it look like her is killing the senator because there's this weird shadow organization, a.k.a. the Illuminati, which mm. they're calling the Cabal. The Cabal. So it seems a little hokey. And, and the reason it seems a little hokey at sometimes, and I know you could argue this, TJ, because you obviously don't like the show. Oh, no. I like the show. I like this the is idea. good. I like the idea behind the show. Then you guys need to get engaged in this. We don't know anything about the, the show. The problem... I haven't actually seen any of this season. Ah. Because my problem is, they put everything on a James Spader, and James Spader carries that like, Atlant- uh, like Atlas does. But nobody else is... Like, the FBI is... Re- 
and I'm sorry, and I know this isn't politically correct, the FBI is a bunch of retards. They really are. Like, I could be... Here's the clue. I'm holding it right in front of your face. The answer to the clue is right here. And they got to wait for Red to walk in the room and go, hey, if you look at the bottom of the page, there's the answer. And all the FBI's guys go, oh, my God, he's right. And, and, he, and that's the entire show. Red kind of, in the way he does it, he kind of almost explains it. The reason he, he's doing what he's doing, the way, you know, the reason he came back to the FBI and said, hey, look at me, come arrest me, and I can give you all the information that you don't have, even though it's sitting right in front of your face. He said that, he said, in, the, in these words, he said, I'm a sin eater. Like, I am the bad guy for the sake of the rest of you, so you can stay good. And the problem with Liz at the end of the last episode She's made out to be the bad guy. She's shouldering the blame because all of the, you know, the the, the shadow organization has pointed all the evidence toward her. Mm-hmm. He can no longer shield her from being a bad person. Okay. And she really takes it a step farther at the end of the episode where she's just like, no, you're a bad guy. Not talking to Red, but talking to one of the guys in the cabal who was apparently, who's actually the... District uh, Attorney General. Attorney General? Something. He's some guy in some the government. Is it Alan Alda? No. Oh, okay. No, he, he died uh. He died long ago. He got blown up. His head got blown off. It was pretty cool. Um, <laughs> but she's just looking straight at him. And she's like, I'm going to take my gun out. I'm just going to shoot you dead. And it's the most cold-blooded moment where she actually, because of that, she realizes, oh, wait a minute. These are all the past memories that I'm repressing now. And then meets up with Red. And Red's like, okay, let's go and let's run away. And she's really no longer part of the FBI. And I think the next season is going to be interesting because... Is she his daughter? We don't know that yet. It's been implied. He definitely knew her when she was... Yeah. It was implied from the first episode. It's been implied in flashbacks. It was implied almost as... I mean, they basically almost said, hey, you're my... <laughs> yep. yep. You know what else I'm noticing? What? With the exception of Parks and Rec, we really like shows where people get, like, shot and killed and <laughs> bloodily assassinated. <laughs> but, anyways... It's for interesting. I'm obviously coming back for the next season. Yeah. And probably... It and, and And from what I'm thinking, the season after that, which probably will be the, the end of the show. Because I can only see them doing a couple more seasons the way they're running it and still keeping it interesting. If they drag it out longer than that, they're heading down a dark path. You you know what people said that about also? What? The Simpsons. (laughs) They could only do this for a couple episodes and then it won't be any What is it? Season 26 and 27 and 28 just got signed on for. And they lost one of their key cast members, Harry Shearer. Yep. And yep. they don't care. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. matter. They've got so many by now. Ugh. So, the last two shows that we're going to cover before we close out the show are Arrow and Flash. And let's start with Arrow. Because, uh, and I know, unfortunately, <laughs> I don't know if we're going to have a Kenny and uh, Bill in this one. But or me. Or you. I don't watch Arrow. Man wearing the what? Flash. Okay. Yeah. I will uh, I will jump in with random tidbits of knowledge Sweet. that have absolutely nothing to do with the show. Well, then this might be 
should be pretty short. Well, Arrow's going to be Man, really quick. I was quick. geared up for an argument. <laughs> All right. So, Kat, why don't you tell me what you thought of season <laughs> three of Arrow. we this ad nauseum. You and me have. <laughs> yes. But not on the podcast. That's true. Um, no, so I just personally think that this was Angel season four for Arrow. It was that weird, what the fuck is going on, this is horrible season where you're like, wow, where the fuck did they go with this? Please, Kat, continue to encourage me to watch Arrow. <laughs> I No, not this season. You can skip it. Um, it like To be honest, I mean, it, I started a fucking counter for every time Felicity cried on the show. And she used to be one of the best characters. That's what killed me. Like, she was a great character. This season, they turned her into a wet rag. It was like every fucking episode. Oh, look, Felicity's crying again. What? Our mind both went to a dirty place when you said they turned her into a wet rag. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but, um, and then Ollie was like, just, I mean, he's always been broody. But there was, normally Felicity was the levity, and now she was crying all the time, so she wasn't the levity. So there was no levity. It was just sulk, sulk, wah, sulk, wah. So, so the first two series of Arrow. No, 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 not I at liked, all. See, I mean, the first, like, it, it was a little rocky with me at first with season one, but I really liked it by the end. I am her And hope. season two, I'm totally broody, you I know. the city. I, will I loved that. But you know what, though? I will say this. Season one of Arrow, while the first six episodes, seven episodes, I think, which was episode, I think, six and seven of season one were the Huntress episodes, which is, after that, the show found a groove and started rolling with itself. Like, yeah. they had a good back, they had, they had the good flashbacks that were actually giving you some insight to what made this character the character that he is in this season. Mm -hmm. But the, there is a problem with the show in the fact that they said by the end of the first season was that was only my first of five years not back in Starling City, not Star City quite yet. Oh my god, um, those flashbacks this so, season too. Season one ended on a, cat a cataclysmic event that hit the city where there was a giant earthquake generator that went off and leveled most of the city. It was awesome. Very a la Batman Begins mm. uh, when the Narrows went to shit. Right. And that movie. Um, so season two is dealing with the ramifications of that, and they did a really awesome job. Season two job. Was great. They I brought was in, completely satisfied Yeah, they it. brought in some cool characters that helped move that along. They brought in, bro uh, this guy, uh, they brought in Brother Blood, mm -hmm. but they had him running as a politician, but he was Brother Blood behind the scenes. Yeah. And that season moved through, and you were finding out more what happened on the island, which was Leah and you, that Ollie was stranded on. Uh, we but had Canary. The then flashbacks there, though, tied into what was like currently going on, because it was all you know. It all had to do with the villain, whereas this one, it involved the care like side characters. It didn't involve the main villain. It kind of loosely connected things, but barely. Oh. And so half the time you're just spending time with these random characters in China that you don't give a fuck about. And I can tell you who those characters are, TJ. And you can tell me why. <laughs> I don't care about them. Katana. <laughs> yeah, why, why, why would you? I'll care? put it this way: yeah. they brought up Katana and General Shreve, and it wasn't the General Shreve that has like the crazy monsters that he helps so run. Boring. It was a General Shreve is a military uh, leader that was carrying a bio weapon, and we didn't even find out the fact that he was holding was, a bio weapon until the last three episodes of the entire season. Yeah, oh, I'm sorry, I fell yeah. asleep while you were explaining it. No, yeah. so, I'll, I'll be honest. Part of the reason I 
I don't like Arrow is the reason that I like the Flash. Yeah. Right. Um, and that's that. There's a trend in in, in comics, even in Marvel, that <laughs> as we look at Bill, yeah, that heroes have to be grim and gritty. They don't smile. They don't crack. Yeah. You know, they don't crack jokes. The Marvel movies went the opposite direction and embraced. Hey. Yeah. We're superheroes, we dress in these flashy, stupid-looking costumes, and we Looks take off our masks it. every five seconds. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so when Arrow came out, mm-hmm. I looked at it and went, look, more grim and gritty. Pass. Yeah. So I, well, And it stayed that way with Arrow. With Flash, Flash appeared, and the thing that killed me about the trailer is... He smiled. I didn't know what to do. There was a superhero smiling. So Holy crap. Well, hold on. Before we get into Flash. Yeah. Well, we can switch to Well, uh, let me sum up the tail end of what happened in season three. And I can do it really quick because it's not hard. So. Rocks fall. Everybody dies. <laughs> Ollie's whining. There's horrible crap happening in the backstory in China that nobody gives a shit about. Ollie's whining. Felicity cries a lot. We get introduced to Ray Palmer, the Adam, who played by Brendan Routh, who's Ray a, a great good, levity of the show. Everything's the great. Yeah. In the first episode, Canary dies. The Sarah Lance character, Canary, dies. Oh, you're going through the whole yeah. season. Skip we ahead. find out it's <laughs> Thea Queen under the guy uh, under Just mind control ahead. of Malcolm Rowan. Yeah, there's too much bullshit here. drama. Blah blah blah. Detective Lance, one of the only characters with heart in the show, next they to Felicity him. at the time originally, turns dark against his daughter, Laurel. Laurel starts actually becoming a great character. Everybody else is falling apart. They start putting on focus on Ray. Then Ray leaves the show completely, and he's only going to be a guest star going forward. Yeah, or Roy Roy Harper, not not Ray, Roy Harper. Oh yeah, Um, Roy. Blah blah blah. Whiny bitchy. Nobody likes each other. Bitch bitch bitch. Introduce Rachel Ghoul. Rachel Ghoul kills Ollie, but not quite after the season break. Okay, you're going through the whole this season. Is how and this, skip, this is how the season ends? The end. Hold on. And no, Rob, skip it. Uh, that's end. what I'm doing. Keep, uh, so, it's a everybody bitches season. and moans constantly. Ollie's dead, then he comes back, he's not dead, blah, blah, blah. Joins the League of Assassins. And then, big stupid ploy, they kill Rachel Gould at the end. Malcolm Merlin becomes Rachel Gould. Nobody gives a shit. Ollie and Felicity fuck and actually, actually drive into a sunset season ends. It is bad. It is really fucking bad. It's really bad. Really bad. <laughs> See, now here's the question I'll ask. Yeah. Okay? Because I've basically heard this was the weakest of the three seasons. Yeah. Oh, it was horrible. Okay. Yeah. But most people still give it somewhere between a six and a seven. I give it about a two. Okay. That's why I was wondering. There was two good episodes this season. There was an episode where they introduced Cupid. And that was a fun episode because she was this great Harley Quinn she analog, really and it was fun. a fun episode. It was well done. And Ray Palmer was great. Ray was Palmer was... To really come from the Brandon Routh rocked that role, and I can't wait to see him in, in Legends Fantastic. of Tomorrow. Yeah. And the other good episode was, there was a League of... No, they did another, um, uh, not League of Assassins, uh, Suicide Squad episode. And instead of showing us the crappy flashbacks with Ollie in China, mm-hmm. we got to see Floyd Lawton's backstory. That's and it cool. was really well done. And I, I was like, you know what? They really need to drop the flashbacks, and if they're going to use that, show us the history Character of these stuff. the flawed villains. I'd rather see that. Just other do, characters. Do secret, yeah. do characters that matter. Treat it like the DC Comics treat, like the little backup secret origins, and interlace them. And if they did that, it would have been great. Well, it's the it would be the, uh, my thing with backstories is you do the lost approach. Um, oh 
yeah. each episode. You know, so what was Thea doing while yeah. Ollie was on the island? What was... Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what, though? In that this show, I'd be like, look, they're boring. That's what it would be, unfortunately. Because they're, they're only fun in the present. Every time we go into a flashback, unless it's revolving around the main villain, it's not fun. It's true. If they if that season two's backstory had nothing to do with Slade, it would have been boring as shit. Because um, that was what purpose He tied it all together. He tied it so well together. I mean, it was a weak season. You're yeah. allowed, I mean, you're allowed to have I'm missed stuff. I'm still going to check it out yeah. next season. I mean, I'm still uh, curious to I'm, see if they pick it back they're up. Because I really loved season like one. They said two. it's going to be lighter. They're yeah. going to bring it. Yeah, and they need to. And it's a shame because the guy that played Raish did such a good job. But really, the season felt like we're going to do a, se- a story about him. Batman and substitute Oliver Queen in the role. Yeah. And that's really what it felt yeah. like. And nothing tied or built to anything. And it was kind of a waste of 23 episodes. Mm-hmm. But let's end but on a high the note. The Flash, the Flash, which was the best ever, and one of the best seasons of television I've seen ever. Yeah. I agree with you. I don't know about was, what your thoughts are. You watched. I don't think it was one of the best seasons of television I've ever beautiful. seen. But I have a few years on you, so I remember <laughs> other things. Honestly, I still think it was one of the favorite things I've ever seen. I've ne- I didn't ever feel let down by a single episode okay. of that. So I'm saying it's gotten better then. Because the I only I saw like the first four episodes, and it was okay. <gasps> Oh my god, but it wasn't I was anything from great. the first episode. Has it gotten better since then? It it really grew into its own quickly. Yeah. Um, it didn't take long. It didn't take long for them to find their footing. Yeah. The thing they have, and this is, and the thing that a, a lot of shows have to get rid of is the Freak of the Week. Yeah. But you know what? They did, honestly, though, the Freak of the Week worked in the show because every one of them, what they were doing, it wasn't just showing the villain. It was every time, every episode was sh- stepping Barry they up. They evolved him. Because yeah. yeah. at least they used it for a good purpose. Yes. It was hit, evolving Flash's powers every episode. Uh-huh. And I liked why they did that. And I was just kind of like, I was like, look, fighting this villain, he learned how to face through walls. Yeah. Yeah. This one is like, fighting this villain, he did the classic tornado hand thing, like that we all remember from him so well. And. It worked All so well. Of us. Like him running mock speed <laughs> to punch somebody, to yeah. knock somebody out in the second episode. The the um the one episode I would suggest you go and watch, if for nothing else, is Mark Hamill uh, that comes was a back really as the one. trickster. Yeah. So yes, Luke Skywalker is in it. He's um, phenomenal. That was a really good. Episode. You mean you mean Cockknocker? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and the Joker. And he pretty much honestly played the Mark Hamill Joker that we knew. Yeah. Plus throwing in, uh, what, what, I'll, I'll put it this way: what Hannibal makes Lecter. what yeah. makes what makes this show so much fun is the creators of the show did something incredibly amazing by taking there was a Flash show that existed before this in the early nineties that starred John Wesley Ship. John Wesley Ship plays. Grant Gustin's father in the show. He plays Barry Allen's dad, who's locked up in prison. And he was the original Flash. And he was the original Flash on TV. And what was cool is because the fact that they had him as a part of it, every time you saw him on screen, you could see in his eyes how happy he was to be able to do this. And the relationships between the characters were so strong and had so much Papa Joe, though. Papa Joe. Yeah, Jesse L. Martin and Grant Gustin had an amazing chemistry Mm -hmm. and uh, father and son chemistry. And John Wesley Shipp and Grant Gustin had an amazing father and son chemistry. Mm -hmm. And they made you really believe it. And Tom Cavanaugh also had that with him as well. 
Like, they had basically kind of, it was like this My Three Dads. <laughs> but it worked so well. well, and the supporting cast was also so good. I mean, like... So for Iris. I, you know what? Iris grew into her own by the last few she episodes. She grew on so. me, she but really she was did. rough at first. I with you completely. Because at first, I'm like, I don't really like Iris. But by the now, end, I, I dug her. I will take some... So in the finale... Yeah. Um... One of the things you learn is that one of the main characters, Eddie Thrawn, and I'm sorry, Kenny, Thawne. I'm going to say Eddie Thrawn, Thrawn, um, is related to the Reverse Flash, the Big Bad, the Big Bad. Okay, he is his he is his ancestor. He is his yeah. He is okay. his great 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 grandfather. Right. Yep. Okay. Because the Reverse Flash is from, from the future. future. Okay. okay. So at the end of the season, Reverse Flash is beating the crap out of Flash. You hear a gunshot. And you turn around and the, Eddie has shot himself in the chest. And he erases. And he dies. He erases the reverse flash. Before he has timeline. kids. <laughs> he never existed. And ultimately the season ends cool. with a paradox happening. Yeah. I like and then that. the season yeah. ends with Barry Thank trying to reverse the paradox by flying up into it and trying to reverse the polarity of it. Okay, so oh, what, but to spoil a little bit, one... The producers come out and said that um, neither Tom Cavanaugh, yeah. who plays Harrison Wells, yeah. or the Rick guy Co- who, Rick Constant, Rick Constant, who plays Eddie, are gone f- permanently. It makes sense. But Harrison Wells will actually be back as a series regular next season. But that makes sense. But this is why it works and why I really like the show. They've already stated that time travel exists in this world. They've also stated that alternate realities exist in this world and they're exploring that very heavily. So we don't know how they're it's coming so back. Good. Because the great thing is the person that was our big bad, uh, which was uh Eobard Thwan, which is reverse flash, took over the body of this character Harrison Wells, played by Tom Cavanaugh. So we saw Tom Cavanaugh playing the villain throughout the season. The crazy part though is the whole beginning of the season he's like the mentor. He's a mentor through everything up until the last yeah, the four or five episodes. That's who we're talking about. Yeah, I know. It's yeah. crazy. He, can walk. he does. Yeah. So and run. Yep. So and I gotta give them a lot of credit too because they did things I never expected to see them attempt to try in this show. All the time travel. They stuff. introduced us to Gorilla Grodd, who looked fantastic on mm-hmm. screen. Like the a CG giant looked, CG gorilla. The only time it looked bad was when he grabbed the flash. Yeah, and that was it. But and every other they, shot looked great. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, like they did a really good job. Like the, the they even did like the flash flash robes. Like they had the moment between Captain Cold and Barry in the middle of the woods, and them saying, "This is how this is going to work between the two of us." Actually, you stay I out really of this. Liked the, oh, uh, when they went to the rogue bar. Oh yeah, when they Barry actually went to the, the actual bar, bar from awesome. the, the Flash comics. It was uh. That was super cool. The but like bar where the villains hang out. My problem is. See, having read comics for years, one of the best things that came out of Jeff Johns' run was the rogues. Yeah. And the rogues, and part of my problem with with what they did in The Flash was the rogues were never about killing. Yeah. At the beginning of the episode, when uh, Leonard Stark, when Leonard Stark was first introduced, he he made a point, don't kill them. But then later he abandoned that. Yeah. To serve his own ends. In the in the comics, the rogues have only ever killed twice. Okay. Once was when someone betrayed the values of the rogues and framed another rogue. The other time was Bart Allen. The other time was Bart Allen. 
Um, yeah. And that they were tricked into. Right. Yeah. But well, maybe you know what? that's going to evolve. But I you, could see them being able to, like... I think well, a lot well, of that, too, has... Thing, a, it, you have multiple writers for a TV show, and yeah. it, it could be no different than comic books. When you have somebody do a run for six issues, and somebody else takes over and does something wrong, yeah. and then somebody has to retcon it. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be a simple case of something like that, but yeah. for the most part, though, they got those characters down really well, and mm-hmm. I was really... And let me tell you, Surprised. those two actors choose scenery like there is no tomorrow. And they do it so well, yeah, though. they do. Because the great thing is, they go to that line where if they step over it, they're like right at that line. And if they step over it, they could ruin the episode. Mm-hmm. And they stay right there. And they keep you like, oh my god, did they really just say that? But they own it. They own it yeah. so well. Oh, uh, what was Snart and... Um, yeah, like with uh, Heat Wave and Captain Cold. They're and really fun. That's why I think I'm so excited about Legends of Tomorrow with them being cast regulars. And the fact that we could see them every week is going to be fun. Yeah. But I got to say, honestly, Flash, hands down, one, it was the number one awards. season for me this this mm-hmm. year. All of the awesome. And next year, it's great, and I can't wait to talk about it come October, but we get Yay. Ash versus the Evil Dead. We get Legends of Tomorrow. We no, Legends super- of Tomorrow doesn't start until mid-season. Yeah. Oh, it's a mid-season. Yeah. But we do get, again, Flash continues. We get a lot of good, a lot of great shows are coming back. Supergirl, we get Supergirl, Arrow. So, it's going to be a really awesome year, I think, next year for TV. Yeah. yeah. And with that, it's time to close out the show the way we close out every show, with our Mary Fuck Kill. And because we talked about the Muppets, and I know we talked about the Muppets uh, on one of these, well, way in the back, but I don't think we ever used these characters. So, it's time to revisit that. So, tonight, we're looking at Kermit, Fozzie the Bear, and Gonzo the Great. <laughs> Kenny, you look appalled. I, I wish I had known this before. There's there's so many attributes okay. for each well, of them. Okay, well, I will come to you close to last, oh so you gosh. have some time to think about this. Billy, you've got a nice I big smile yours. on your face, and you're looking nice and rosy. Bill the press guy. So, <laughs> so who is your merry fuck kill between Kermit, Fozzie, and Gonzo? Well, I'm probably going to go somewhat traditional here. you got to marry Kermit. Because he's the all-around nice guy. He's the guy who's going to take care of you. He's going to be the great husband that you need him to be. Because he's Kermit the Frog. Um, after that, as much as I love his brand of comedy sometimes, I think I'm going to have to kill Fozzie. Ooh. Also because he's a bear. Because, I mean, do, do, could, you, could you really fuck a bear? The bear's gonna maul your face off. Bear you're gonna, fucker. You're gonna fuck you a movie. movie. Come on, someone. Nobody knows. Super Troopers. Thank you. Uh, but you're so, gonna fuck a frog. And then, and then we're gonna fuck Gonzo, whatever and the fuck he, he is. He's a whatever. He's, he's a, a whatever. whatever, yeah. And I mean, if I had the, you know, crazy. if I had uh-huh. interesting, you know, lady bits, that nose would be probably <laughs> fantastic. I mean, <laughs> think about it. Bill, you, you do have do, a prostate. Yeah. This is And true it's too. curved, and it's definitely gonna hit it. Yeah. Well, so it could work both ways. <laughs> in a, in a 69, so he could be deep-throating you and tickling your prostate at the same time. TJ looks so upset now. No, 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 no. What actually... So, wait, so we have your final answer? <laughs> yes. All right, yes, so you're going to marry Kermit, kill Fozzie, and fuck Gonzo. All right. TJ, you had something to say, so you might as well dive right the hell in. Actually, my answer pretty much marries his. Mirrors his. Um... Mary Kermit, kill Fozzie, because there's only... If two of us were doing puns, one of us would shoot the other eventually. <laughs> um, 
and then uh, fuck Gonzo. But interestingly enough, because I have strange friends, yeah, I got sent uh, a link to a Gonzo sex toy. Oh, no. Uh, do, do tell. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, we got very quiet really It quickly. was shaped like Gonzo's nose. Of course. Hmm. It's going to hit a lot of good spots That's there. That's a pretty harsh curve for a sex toy. Doesn't his nose go like end up going like 90 degrees? Yeah. That sounds like a double pen, pen wow. toy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I want y'all just think about that for a minute. Next time you watch Muppets Christmas Carol, make sure you remember that this episode ruined your childhood. <laughs> no, no, I'm just going to Gonzo say that somebody out there made a Gonzo sex toy. Why not? You know, I'm going to go next because I inspired by the news. I know exactly where I'm going. So I have one similarity with you guys, but I'm going to change up the other two completely. So Kermit, Fozzie, and Gonzo—that's a really hard call, but we're going to get the easy one out of the way. You fuck Gonzo because with Gonzo also comes Camilla. So, you got a whatever and a chicken. So, <laughs> so you have someone to hold the camera. <laughs> Make a Gonzo film. Hey! Oh, so, that's clear as day because of the same reasons and also chicken. Because, well, also chicken. if you're going to fuck a whatever, you might as well fuck a chicken while you're at it. <laughs> but when it comes to Kermit and Fozzie, you got to look at one major problem in all of this. So, I think Fozzie's actually the clear choice to marry. So, Fozzie is very fuzzy, so when you're in bed, it's probably going to be really super comfortable. Whenever you're down, he's going to tell you a stupid <laughs> joke that you're not going to be able to help but laugh at. And he just seems like, a, in general, he's always been the person that's always come through for everybody in the end as well. When Kermit's down and trying to, like, put on the big show or everything, Fozzie's usually the first one there. He's very reliable, With yeah. Kermit, though, on the other hand, you have to kill Kermit. Because Kermit's the one that's going to be up at three, like three in the morning, singing "It's Not Always Easy Being Green." <laughs> you're going to roll over in the bed one night, and the computer screen's going to be on, and you're like, "What are you doing?" And he's jerking off the pictures of Miss Piggy because he can't get her out of his head because he has an obsession problem with her. <laughs> it's not going to be a good relationship because it's never going to be true. He's never has eyes only for you because there's always another pig, and that's the problem with Kermit. And again, too, his nephew was fucking annoying, and I'm not lugging that shit around in a relationship. I'm sorry. It's just not going to work. So I'm going to have to kill Kermit. You marry Fozzie the bear because waka waka. And I can't imagine what what his O-face is going to be like or the bad jokes. Because you know it's always going to be, you're going to have a good day no matter what. And, you know, you move in with him, you have a great life, and you have the Swedish chef as your ca- like your, your personal living chef. We've gone off the rails so, here. Yeah. I'm happy with that my choices. I'm going to move on to Kat. <laughs> Kenny looks very there's, there's so many pros and cons to marrying, oh. fucking, and killing each one of them. Keep thinking, keep thinking. You have a, you have a moment or so. Okay, so I am going to join the herd with Gonzo and fuck Gonzo because it is the obvious choice. He's the weird one. Weird ones are usually better in bed. Um, but I am probably one of the few who thinks this, but I don't like Kermit the Frog. I will fucking murder him. And I'm I out. don't like See him. See you guys later. <laughs> oh! <laughs> I, he, I just, I don't know. 
I see, I do annoys, like Kermit. I don't. But he's he not, he's not marriage material. He has in my always brain. annoyed me. So I'm definitely going to marry Fozzie. There's all the perks and none of the annoyance. And so, goodbye, Kermit. I'm okay with this. Oh, that makes me really sad, too. Yeah. Feel sad. I feel really bad about killing Kermit, but I only have to do it because it's a hard life decision. See, I don't even feel bad about it. I'm going to just do it. And that makes you a monster. (laughs) (laughs) Cats like frog legs for dinner. Delicious. Alright, Kenny. <laughs> Alright, well, I've been... Oh, you're killing Piggy as well, too. You're going like... Oh, dear Christ. You are a monster. I've been thinking about it, and there's so many reasons for each of them. It's tough. I really, really want to want to fuck Fozzie. Because he's a teddy bear, and I think he'd be the <laughs> softest, and it would, like, he, he would be the one, if any of them were going to get a juicy asshole, it would be Fozzie. So, you wouldn't have to use the lube. <laughs> but I just, it's the same reason I think Rob this said he liked him, is the reason I didn't. Oh. I don't want to have sex with someone telling me jokes in the middle of the sex. Yeah, you, you have so, sex is a joke enough. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I, I, that's, that's, it's sadly true. <laughs> no, but it's, all right. If if I can ball gag him, I'm going to say I'll fuck Fozzie. On the condition that I'm allowed to put a ball gag in his mouth and he can't talk during it. I'm sure he'd be pretty pliable. Which, that's one of the reasons I'm going to do him. <laughs> Uh, then that leaves Gonzo or Kermit for marrying and killing. Now, you could kill either one of them, and it wouldn't make a difference because they're not white. Oh, no, that's oh, horrible. come on, dude. <laughs> no, but um, I think I would end up killing... Send your angry email to Yeah, to <laughs> Kenny, please give your email, and please don't associate that with the Captain, Captain crew, crew ever. No, 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 no. <laughs> ever. Gmail. No. No. <laughs> Uh, no, but Gonzo, I think, is the guy that's not going to be able to, to, to bring home the bacon, so, so were. I think Kermit can bring home the bacon in the form of a threesome, exactly, and in the form of money. He's the one that's talented, he's the one that has the business savvy, he's the one that actually is the star, he's the one that's going to take care of you. Gonzo is going to end up yelling at you every time you want to have chicken for dinner. <laughs> He's just, no, it's yeah, I, I I'm not going to get into all the reasons. I'm just going to say Fozzie we're going to have sex with on the condition of a ball gag. Gonzo's <laughs> going to get killed because I like to have chicken wings and Kermit I'm going to marry because of money and he's got that frog tongue which could come in useful for various things. <sighs> Well, this was episode 16 of the Gapping Crew Cast Pods. Where we ruin your childhood on a regular basis. <laughs> Next episode, we'll be definitely going back to the traditional format with a little bit more in-depth te- in stuff, because we were definitely all very tired this week. But thank you very much for waiting for us to get to this episode. It's been a crazy month. But anyway, the best way you can always find us is always reaching out to us at thecappingcrew at gmail.com. Send oh. your hate mail. No! No, no hate mail. Send Find Kenny's... Email somewhere out there in the ether and send it to him. Or just reply on all his blog, on uh, his posts. <laughs> um, but always, the most important thing is to make sure you're heading over to caffeinecrew.com. That's what keeps this going always. Uh, make sure you're always checking out the new content that's coming out. And you can always find us all over wherever fine internets Twitter, are sold. Facebook. 
Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, um, Pinterest, and we, the Instagram. Next big things We're coming. Everywhere. Yeah, we really are. Uh, the next big things coming up for us is hopefully we will be at Too Many Games, most likely, uh, which is in Oaks, PA, and that is the last weekend in June at the Philadelphia Convention Center, uh, awesome video game expo. Um, if you see people walking around in caffeine crew shirts, that's obviously us. So make sure you come up, please say hello, and enjoy an awesome, awesome convention that really, really deserves your patronage. Um... We also do have another podcast, which has only had one episode so far. That's me and TJ talking comic books because of the crazy month. We will be recording that in just a couple days as Convergence episode, or issue 8, comes out and finishes up the Convergence storyline. We'll be talking some Secret Wars from Marvel, and we're probably getting into a little bit more of the nitty-gritty of uh, things like Avengers 2, Age of Ultron. And kittens. Uh, we didn't even get a chance to talk about Jared Leto tonight and Joker. Uh, yeah, so where's the kittens? And kitties. <laughs> there will be no kitties on the Caffeine Crew cast of comics, which is not the title of the show. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, you'll see that coming up probably in about another week. Again, make sure you check out the Steampunk World Fair coverage. And thank you so much. Have a great night. Peace. Kittens!
so much. Thank you. Hope we paid your lifetime. You guys have a car.